the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. On is Matt Mosley, The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, on a Tuesday. And um, we go flying through the week here. We got big time guests lined up for tomorrow. We got huge guests lined up today. And at 320 today, we will get into um, uh, and break it down some of the stuff that happened last night. It involved Aaron Rodgers and um, Drake Toll. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Drake takes us all the way to 5 o'clock. And, uh, Drake, welcome welcome in today. I would just say that's a uh, that's as bad a way. I mean, obviously, we'll always remember the Monday night. Nothing can be as scary and bad as what happened to DeMar Hamlin. But this one is uh, for everything that was leading up, the building up, the the everybody watching to see what Aaron Rodgers would do with the Jets to lose him on the fourth snap for the Jets about four minutes into the game yeah. really really uh, unfortunate and uh, it, it's just it's it's cast a shadow over the entire start to the NFL season and I think everybody's just kind of in a I mean I even the even the biggest Jets hater, or maybe there's Rodgers haters out there, but I think everybody, this is about as bad a way as you could start the NFL season. Interesting that you say that, because I, I don't feel that way. It doesn't feel like Aaron Rodgers being out of the NFL is something that, even due to injury this season, is something that's going to weigh down this year. Look at and granted, of course, it's not injury, but you don't have Drew Brees. You don't have Tom Brady or the Phillip Rivers or the Matt Ryans, these legendary quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers being the last of them, who aren't playing in the NFL this season. This is the passing of the torch. Now he goes down with injury, and maybe because of hard knocks, people are really excited about Rodgers and what he brings to the Jets, and it's got all this hype around it. But he goes down and play four, and then Zach Wilson, despite not wanting to, wins the game for his team. I mean, the NFL scriptwriters put together a masterpiece last night. It was certainly the best game of week one. And the fact that the fact that Jets still won, despite not having Aaron Rodgers, to me, overshadowed the fact that Aaron Rodgers had gone down via injury. Had he gone down and the Jets lost by 21 points, it, there would be a darker cloud. But I don't think this puts a, a weird mist around the NFL season Frankly, especially as controversial as Aaron Rodgers has become because of his weird views and and, uh, uh, his conspiracy theories and all the Joe Rogan stuff that has become so interesting and all these weird drugs and darkness retreats, to me it's more strange than necessarily a damper on what we see in the NFL this season. 
Boy, I would, I, uh, that's very interesting thought. I, I thought of that as anything but a masterpiece. And I think most of them. Oh, America, you didn't like that game? I was, I was, oh, I hated. Oh, it was spectacular. That Rodgers, no, 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 no. I, I Zach Wilson just kind of flopped around and got him through the game. And I felt good that they won the game. But I was kind of with, I don't know if you got to watch the Manning cast. It was very funny. Aaron, did you get to watch did you watch uh uh Eli and Peyton at all last night? Uh no, I just, I saw the reaction okay. after they were, he went down. They were, but... they were incredible and Peyton was just kinda like he was just like I I've done all my research on Aaron. Yeah. I've got nothing left. And I mean it, it was amazing. It, it looked so bad at thirteen three. I was happy that that Zach Led them to a win, but no masterpiece does not come. Oh, to the mind. Garrett Wilson touchdown catch! Yeah. They go to overtime. The kid that wins it probably should have gotten cut. A Stephen F. Austin product who is undrafted and unknown. Nobody's mm. heard this guy's name. His first NFL game, he returns a punt for a touchdown at OT to win it. The Jets <laughs> without Aaron Rodgers beat the mighty Bills. There's so many storylines from last night's game that I love. And the Aaron oh. Rodgers deal is as tough as it is. What a game. What a finish, especially, that we were all treated to. Yeah, I am. I am now part of the only show in America that is somehow kind of almost encouraged by what they saw last night. I, I, Aaron, I mean, I think you're with me. I mean, this was, no matter how you feel about Aaron Rodgers, this is one of the great quarterbacks of all time going down four plays into the season I think even after the win Salah and the rest of them while they celebrated and were excited there they have to come back to the fact that their quarterback for the rest of the year is Zach Wilson the 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 line on the game for the <laughs> Cowboys has moved from like three points to like nine Cowboys now favored by nine the Jets probably have gone from a likely playoff team to a kind of, I don't even know. With Zach Wilson, I don't even know if they're a fringe playoff team. Uh, I, I think I think probably they go down like uh, – That Drake, defense, you, you Matt. Like those, that defense. You like those over-unders. I bet their over-under was 10 or 10.5 wins or 9.5, somewhere around there is where I would think. I bet it's come down today to eight. I bet their over-under is about eight on the year. I, I I mean, I do. I like their defense. And the the story of the game also was Josh Allen was just horrible. I mean, there you go. You got Zach Wilson on the other side. And Buffalo just throw. He throws three interceptions to the same guy. I mean, uh-huh. it was a. What a mess that was. You see that kid, the guy who had the three picks, $250,000 this season if he had three interceptions on the year. He had a quarter of a million dollar night last night. (laughs) That's great. That was a great effort. I mean, again, I've got no clue on even on that last one where he's working the ball toward the boundary, uh, I think in – Sports now, we love to say boundary. It used to be sideline. But he's working the ball, 
and he rips it. He, I just think Josh Allen has just decided, you know what, I can make any throw in the world. And golly, he just got embarrassed last night. And the Jets do find a way to win. And I and I, you know, it was amazing to see the young man from SFA, and he was featured on Hard Knocks. Um, and he's from Woodrow Wilson High School. I guess the Woodrow Wilson in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And, I mean, that was kind of a cool I, – uh, and it turns out, by the way, that was a leg whip. Should have been called. I'm sure you all saw the highlight yeah. as he's racing down the sideline. Neither here nor there. Neither here <laughs> nor there. No, it's, it's, it's there. It's the guy reached out and tripped a guy, which the, the, it should have been called, and it shouldn't have been a touchdown. But it was exciting. And and then I got to watch the Manning cast is so much even with Troy and Joe and the greatness of that that pairing like I I don't know how anyone can just like I once it was thirteen three I lost I thought this is gonna be a horrible half I thought the game was over Rogers was out I had nothing I I I almost just wanted to turn it off and focus on something else the Rangers. By the way, I turned it over to the Rangers at some point, like eh, maybe the second quarter or around halftime, and right in time, Rangers up 6-3. What do you think when the Rangers are up 6-3 in the mid-inning, seventh inning? You think, well, they're going to find a way to lose. They're going to give it away. Not, they can't protect the lead. And right about that time, Jonah Heim leaves the ballpark with a grand slam. That was kind of fun. Because for one night, I kind of got that feeling like maybe the Rangers could pull this off. Maybe the Rangers can can get this final wild card um, or, or one of the wild cards. Because now they, they're right there with Seattle. In fact, gosh, they're a half game. They're like tied with Seattle in a half game up on the Jays. That was fun. And, and and did you see what Bochi did? Bochi was like, "Heck no, I'm not going to the bullpen." He they're like in the eighth inning, and he sent, or maybe it was the bottom of the seventh, and he sends Dane Dunning back out there with a ten three lead. He's like, "Dane, get out there and get me a few more outs." I thought that that tells you how disastrous this bullpen is. That literally Dane Dunning should have been out of that game. And they sent him back out there to try to try uh, to get a couple more outs because of the, what they think of the uh, the bullpen. Well, the bullpen's terrible. It is it is proven that it's bad it, to the point that we had that Evaldi conversation what two weeks ago of when he comes back, do we put him in the bullpen because of how disastrous it has yeah. been? Um, yeah. This this team, I don't know, Matt. It feels so weird today, Tuesday, September twelfth, that we're still talking about the Rangers being squarely in the playoff conversation. It looked like on August twenty fifth that this thing was going to entirely bottom out, and we had the conversation of the Rangers' season's probably done. And I think we went a week without talking about them hardly at all because uh, it just seemed everything was so dour. There was no way they would still be where they are now. They, they're not going to win the West, but the wild card is squarely there, and. The, ba- the bad part about the postseason is you have to have a bullpen to win, but this offense is still as potent as it was, and as long as that's clicking, the team's dangerous. You're right. And, oh, the other one is that um, 
what's our guy's name, Aaron? Um, the new, the prospect, Evan uh, Carter. You know the. Say it again. Evan Carter. Carter, yeah, Evan Carter. I think that um, he 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 shot up and and he and he ends up. He's one of the Rangers' top prospects. He ends up in left field, and last night he has an assist. Makes a gorgeous throw home. They're trying to score from second on a single, and he cuts the guy. And Heim made a great tag on it, and and then he had his first major league home run, and it was a no doubter from the left side, and and he puts it up in like the second deck in Toronto. So there's a little juice that has arrived, and oh by the way, this weekend Josh Young could return yeah. to the lineup. How, How about, fun would that be over at third base to see Josh Young back out there? Having him is huge, and again, but again, the offense to me is not the issue. the The pitching staff obviously is, and Max Scherzer tonight has. It's weird to think that he has something to prove because he's Max Scherzer, but the guy is three and two, one and three in his last four, and they've been some pretty bad losses. I mean, Minnesota lost five one. That Houston twelve to three debacle. So uh, tonight, you're, you're going to have to keep winning games when guys like Max Scherzer are on the bump. This is still squarely on the pitching staff. Well, I mean, it, it – oh, and by the way, did you know Dane Dunning, it was the first time in like <laughs> like 22 games or something insane like that that a starting pitcher had won a game? They just can't. It doesn't matter what the starters do. They can't win a game. It'd be like 22 games. And they they finally got a starter that uh, won a game. And, guys, we do have, in the next segment, we're going to talk about Rodgers a little more. But also, Jerry Jones has just weighed in on this lawsuit. Both both Jerry Jones and the Bills owner, uh, Pagula, his daughter is uh, uh, a champion tennis player, but they've been brought in as part of this lawsuit for for making comments. Well, Pagula's comment certainly came across as racist. Jerry's was Jerry. I Jerry was his comment sounded really flippant. What I've been trying to determine because I'm trying to think if I was there. When he said it, and I and I, something about it I remember, but I don't remember it being sounding as bad as what it sounds like in this lawsuit that has been filed. Um, coming up here in a minute, we'll talk about some of that because Jerry Jones has come out and 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 made a statement about that. The other thing, guys, and and we'll talk more about it is. This has brought on a discussion, this Rogers injury, about why can't you have grass on these fields? Do you have to have, and the answer is, these are multi-use stadiums, and you've got all these concerts, and it's sort of impossible to have, like, really good <clears throat> grass, and you, you have to do the fake stuff for the field turf, but you keep seeing these kind of injuries. Robert Sala, the um, Sala, the the uh, coach of the Jets, was just asked about it. He said, "If it was a non-contact injury, I think that'd be something to discuss, obviously, but I think that was trauma-induced." 
I do know the players prefer grass. I, I think it's obvious the gr- regular grass would be a million times better. <clears throat> You're going to have injuries no matter what. But on some of these kind of turf situations, um, Drake, do you or Aaron, do you all know off the top of your head like how many of these stadiums actually have grass instead of field turf? I mean, it just – I think it is – I think it is a huge thing, and it's certainly worth the discussion. 14 stadiums I, use grass. Okay, okay. 14 of the – and there's 30 NFL stadiums because, of course, some of them share stadiums. But for half, basically half of the stadiums actually have grass. I, I think doctors and everybody would tell you it does make – a big difference. Would it have saved Aaron Rodgers? Well, I don't know because somebody went in there and 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 hit him. And I was reading about the play that Dwayne Br- the play went too long. He wasn't supposed to have the ball in his hands as long as he did. He ends up holding it. The the tackle uh, Dwayne Brown feels awful for the Jets because he kind of missed his cut block. But they're all saying it's not really his fault because literally it's supposed to be one, two, three, drop, balls out. Aaron held on to the ball, and and that gave um, who uh, who was that for the, for the Bills? Anyway, that that was a pass rusher. It gave him a little extra time to get in there, and I don't think it was a dirty thing by any means. Um and in in the injury occurred, but uh, I I do think the grass. I don't know what do you Drake? You have a thought on that? I mean I I I think the players feel way more comfortable on just a normal grass field. Maybe yes, that has been said by players. Would a change between turf and grass be the result in Aaron Rodgers not tearing his Achilles? That's where I think it gets a little too gray. The area gets too gray to say, oh, if this was grass, Aaron Rodgers just doesn't tear his Achilles. That would probably be ad. that. And I, I don't think it's what you're saying here, but that's a statement that would go too far to me. And look, if, if the offensive line blocks, then Aaron Rodgers doesn't tear his Achilles. You know, I mean, if XYZ, if he has ham instead of steak before the game, he doesn't tear his Achilles. I, I just, uh, it's tough. I <laughs> I mean, it was, he runs out, he runs out of the, the tunnel with the flag. Aaron Rodgers' era in, in New York has begun. One of the betting sports books had one of those, you know, they do in the NBA, they have a special with, if one team makes a three, you know, you win a million dollars, you get plus money on a team to make a three is always their promotion. Aaron Rodgers, there was a promotion on Rodgers last night, over under a half yard <laughs> passing, and he did saw not. That throw for a half yard uh so vegas won on this i just oh all of it considered matt really it does it really does stink this occurred the way it did um especially his first game for the jets and wow what a and what could be what could be his last game in the nfl i mean how, how does a guy who is this old return from a complete achilles tear he'll be 40 i think he'll give it a go but we could have seen the last of him. I was trying to think of. It is I possible. Mean, I, yeah, yeah, and and again, that's why I'm very. But I'm trying to be more like Drake. Aaron, let's let Drake 
It's kind of like we were asking Sawyer to lift the rest of the team. Let's let Drake lift the show today. Because I, I got to say, I was just, I was just sad and feeling awful about it. And Drake kind of came in here, and I mean, he's kind of excited about. Now, and again, I'm not saying you're excited about the injury. I know that, but the game itself kind of turns you around, and you don't see a darkness over the NFL. I feel like there's like, um, like literally like mourning across the NFL today. Is it because it of the feels... injury? I mean, uh, you're not mourning the fact yes. that Tom Brady didn't touch the field for the first time this weekend. Nobody's talking yeah, about that. Yeah, but we'd already dealt with that. Yeah, that, we, Aaron yeah, that's was a the... long time ago. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that just that happened a while back. He retired, and we said goodbye to him. It just happened last night. I don't, but, and, but he was that, and doing all the darkness retreat stuff. We always had this idea in our mind that. that he wasn't going to play again. We'd already come to terms with the fact that he might not be in the NFL anymore. But we talked about it the entire offseason. It was the biggest story in the NFL in the offseason, without a mm-hmm. doubt. So that it's obviously going to be a big yeah. deal that he gets hurt. I was just mad, not mad, but I was looking forward to the game, and I got a little late start because I was exercising. Oh. I'm and I was Tough like, oh, I've, I've missed like half of the first drive. I didn't miss anything, but as I was walking upstairs to my apartment, I I looked at the ESPN box score and I saw that Zach Wilson had thrown two passes, and I knew that couldn't be good. No, it was uh, it was a rough deal. But let me just say, when when a game <clears throat> is going poorly, and it ended up turning around, I get it, but the Manning cast. It just blows everything away. And they always try these simulcasts. There's a million of them, and most of them really don't work. The Eli and Peyton Manning, it works so great that it totally – you said something overshadowed something else earlier, Drake. It it overshadows the, the regular broadcast. It's so much better than watching just the normal – because they're wow. very, very funny – and and then they usually have good guests. Like I liked Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic was. They really didn't him. like Zach Wilson and the Jets. But that was interesting. <laughs> no, that was but that was funny because he said they said how many more <laughs> he said how many more passes this game will uh, will Zach Wilson throw and this is like with a whole half left and Peyton said three. I only think they'll and Peyton was saying they should only run it. They should never. They were very disgusted with Zach Wilson, who you know made some big time throws and hung in there. So I was kind of excited. But I talked to someone from the Baylor program today, someone Drake you really respect a lot, and they were they were like gutted. They were gutted, not about Baylor, like kind of feeling for the Jets and and for Rodgers. Uh, feeling just kind of gutted for the for them, and I and I thought, wow, wow, it's it is it is happening. Okay, um, we got a lot to discuss, including, well, Jerry Jones, he's been he's involved in another lawsuit, and it's not pretty. Um, Jerry has responded. We discuss next. 
The Bears are home again at McLean Stadium this Saturday morning, hosting the Long Island Sharks on Family Weekend. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Touchdown Alley. 11 a.m. kickoff for Game 3 of the season. Join John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play all season long. It's the Bears and the Sharks this Saturday, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Everything we do, we do for you. First Central Credit Union says it's game on. Lower your monthly vehicle payments by refinancing your vehicle with First Central. Make it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Finance elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online today. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. 
Brown House Cafe is local homegrown southern cooking, like going home to grandma's house, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner with breakfast being served all day. Dishes like homemade biscuits and gravies, pancakes, french toast, or build your own omelet. And don't forget about lunch and dinner, chicken fried steak, build your own burger, grilled Atlantic salmon, and daily specials, plus homemade pies daily. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Brown House Cafe in Woodway. Check them out at brownhousecafe.com. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Mosley. It's Toll. Drake Toll, that is. Young man with lots of opinions, lots of thoughts, lots of information to share. Aaron Sexton as well, directing everything, producing. We got big guests coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. The... uh, Guys, the that was big news last night, wasn't it? Micah Hudson from Lake Belton ending up uh, committing to Texas Tech. I mean, there, I, I have not seen uh, uh, one of the great things about Joey McGuire is even in an 0-2 start, he's kind of able to go, well, look over here. Well, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. And that was a big moment for Central Texas, for Texas Tech, a five-star that that basically never happens, and he becomes pretty much the greatest recruit in Texas Tech history. Drake, I would just say, I mean, I'm kind of proud for, I'm ha- I mean, I'm happy for Joey and Tech and all that, but just proud of Central Texas and Micah, whose uh, whose father, you know, certainly they have ties to Texas Tech, but uh, I think it's kind of cool when when A&M and Texas and every, all the schools at LSU that are supposed to get all the five stars don't get all the five stars. A five star ends up going out to Lubbock. Now, would I want him at Baylor? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look back, but Baylor was probably checking on, on him early, but for whatever reason, this kid zeroed in. Tech made a huge play on him. Former running backs coach for Baylor, Juice uh, Johnson, was uh, Justin Johnson was on him closely. Brian Nance, former Baylor football player, on him. And then um, uh, Drake, the name we know, Bookbinder. Josh Bookbinder, grandson of Grant Taff, on him. He's the he's the you know Central Texas area recruiter for Tech. And uh, uh, so anyway, I just thought Drake that was. Uh, we'll talk more about that today at five o'clock with Lake Belton. But that huge recruiting news that went down last night. 
Yeah. So we're going to be similar to the Aaron Rodgers deal on this one because you seem real happy and chipper that Texas Tech, another team in Baylor's conference, just got a blue-chip five-star recruit. I'm not feeling so happy about that and go lucky for Central Texas and good for him and his high school and all that. Where is Baylor in this mix? Joey McGuire, your former assistant coach, whose entire staff was with him at Baylor or has some kind of Baylor tie, just went in your backyard, plucked the best recruit and said, hey, Come on, play for me. They didn't pick AM. They didn't pick Texas. They sure didn't pick Baylor. He just landed the best player in this area in Baylor's backyard as a former Baylor coach a couple of years ago and brought him out to West Texas. Joey McGuire says it, says it's all West Texas. He says Waco is West Texas. And he's exactly right when he can come right here to Baylor Stomping Grounds, take your best recruit, and walk into the sunset. This is, I mean, I. I what are we doing here? What are we doing here? If you lose a recruiting battle to A&M in Texas and you're Baylor, all right, fine. That makes sense. It's been all it's been like that for history. But now I don't know if Baylor was ever in the mix. I mean, I don't you have to at least oh. like get on the starter gate to be well, on good, some, well, good. I, I think you're making about... a great point here. Thank you, Matt, for furthering <laughs> what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying they weren't even Exactly. I don't think they, they were in the starter great. gates. That's Thank even worse. you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. does that I'm help Baylor? Like, or does that help Baylor here? I don't, it's just kind of hard to lose a battle. You're saying they lost the battle. You're so, okay, I don't think I'm they saying they lost entered, the battle. Right. They never entered the battle. You're saying they I'm showed saying up at Normandy and said, hey, guys, that's a lot for us. We're going to turn around on this one. Well, I certainly don't know if we need to get to World War II, but I think uh, I think well, just Bunker part Hill? of it is, part uh-huh. of it is um, no, I don't want any of them, but I think <laughs> part of it was all these guys were Baylor guys and probably were on him early, but they all went to Lubbock, right? I mean, Nance... Baylor guy. Went to Lubbock with Joey. Um, all of these people I was just mentioning. Justin Johnson was Baylor running backs coach. He was probably in on Micah. He's in Lubbock now. I mean, everybody kind of went with Joey. Josh Cochran. Baylor. Who's the other guy? Corey. Oh, there's a bunch of them. We could go Corey, through the whole uh, thing. A no, 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 no. But I'm just saying they have one. Blanchard. Yep. Isn't he the big James recruiting James coordinator? Blanchard? Yeah, James. Brian James Nance? Blanchard. Well, I'm just, yeah. I mean, they just... I'm just saying that the people that would have brought him to Baylor all left town. Yep. Now, maybe there was, wait, maybe again, they should have done a better transition. I think you're making my point for me. There are still coaches at Baylor who could recruit this kid. It shouldn't be the excuse of, well, mm-hmm. Texas Tech has all the Baylor coaches. If we continue to look, oh, Texas Tech is genius. They keep saying, hey, look at all these great Baylor coaches. Look at Grant McCaslin. Look at these guys who have Baylor ties. We can give you more money. We can give you a bigger brand, a bigger school. Just just come on over with us. Come on, come see how it is up here in Lubbock. And whether you like it or not, objectively, mm-hmm. it's working. It is. And, you know, Baylor lost the kid from Temple that I loved. You know, Tori and York. Um, I don't Maxwell's. know if they were. And Tori and York they... started the first game for A&M this year. Yes. He's already uh, uh, playing for A&M. I don't know if they were ever in on the Conley kid who's so awesome. Matt, did you know that James Lockhart is also on, and Cole Maxwell are on staff now at Texas Tech? Not he only is, e- is he taking he assistant everybody. coaches, he's he taking everybody. players from Baylor and putting Baylor players on his staff. How many former Baylor players are on staff at Baylor right now? Hmm. How many former Baylor players? Uh, Sean Bell is yes. the quarterback's coach. Correct. Former Baylor quarterback. Um, 
there's got to be somebody else. But you would I, I hope, would, right? I would say that you would Lubbock, hope that James Lubbock has become home. That's, I mean, again, it's Waco West now. If, if Joey had have stayed and gotten the job, it would have been the same staff here. He basically you, and took what s- he would have. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying to, to just just hear me out. Uh-huh. He the whole staff that he would have had at Baylor, obviously, he decided to take and it took everybody out to Lubbock with him. Now again. They're 0-2. Let's not act like, oh, my gosh, Joey's tearing it up. Now, is he doing better than Baylor on the recruiting trail? It certainly looks like it right now. It doesn't now. just look like it. A, he is. He got a five-star. The well, number again, one I, class in the Big 12 in 2024. I know, but I, I, I kind of wait till they're actually on the field to see how they're doing. Like the other day, I got to say, I love what some of those young guys were doing for Baylor on the field the other day. They did lose. In terms of how they were, how they are ranked, yes, certainly aware of that, is, is, is you know, I, I, Tech is very far out there in the recruiting, in the rankings, and I think Baylor certainly is starting to turn the corner and do better on some NIL things. Are they behind Tech in that area? Sure they are. Sure they are. But Baylor's got to do a better job telling its story. I mean, I, I think there's some there are some things to suggest Baylor's really ramped up its efforts in IL. And I think Baylor probably needs to do a better job of saying, hey, look at us. We've got some major NIL money we're pumping in there. I will say, like, and I brought this up about basketball. I mean, they're in a battle right now with Texas and a couple other schools for a great player named Trey Johnson. I, I don't think, and and again, I I think I think Scott and them are really making up for lost time nio wise. I think football, for whatever reason, Dave and everybody just didn't really feel great about the nil stuff, and they were slow out of the gates. Am I wrong in saying because Dr. Livingstone's very very involved at the NCAA level, which I like. She is very high up and very well respected. She wasn't on the forefront of NIL from the NCAA standpoint. Am I correct in that? I'm trying to remember because she was fairly vocal about some of this. Well, she's been vocal about, like a lot of people, wanting legislation, wanting some of this. But to your point, I I think Baylor early on when the NCAA tried to bark back and go, you can't do this and this and that, Baylor kind of – Yielded. Baylor said, okay, let's tap the brakes a little bit. Meanwhile, of course, the Aggies were literally writing our state's NIL laws. I mean, the, the board of trustees from Texas A&M all got together. I don't know which ones exactly, but a lot of them lawyers, uh, uh, politicians. They all got together, and they literally wrote our state's NIL laws. So it stands to reason they were out on the forefront of this. Um, Baylor's playing some catch up and, uh, but, 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 you know, it's interesting what you say. I get it. And I, I hate it. And Aaron will tell you before you came on Drake, I hated this thing about Torian. I was so excited about that kid. And we talked to Scott Stewart about him. He's an awesome, awesome. I mean, I just, I loved it. I loved the thought of him coming to Baylor. And when we lost, when Baylor lost him, it just felt, I almost was wor- I was more upset about that one almost more than Novosad. And I know you got all close to the Novosad family, and you took that one kind of hard. Your, when you lose one of your own, that's tough. Did it happen well, over NIL? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, is LSU better than Baylor, or excuse me, A&M ahead of Baylor and NIL? Well, of course they are. Of well, course they are. Matt, is look Texas? At, yes. Think about Austin Novosad. You lost him out of the class. Isaiah Crawford, a four-star kid who you also lost out of the class to Texas Tech. You lost Christian Brathwaite. He's gone. And you lost Torian York. That is, that is four um, pretty darn good football players that did not come to your program and chose to go elsewhere. That's those are tough, and you lost those like the midnight hour too. This was getting late in the year, and they were like, "Ah, yeah, sorry, we're going elsewhere." And then, if those weren't the four highest rated recruits, they were three of the four. They were three of the four. You're right. Three of your your three four star play. The only three four star players, not the only three, but three of the four star players in that class, you did lose. I mean, the one thing I would say is, you and I, Drake, have had kind of an up close look at their quarterback recruiting and and it you know it just it has to be I think now you've become more comfortable with just go get somebody in the transfer we both hope Sawyer is that guy but I think I've had a front row view on one guy that wanted to come to Baylor it's just it's tough it's tough because when when you lose some momentum and when you lose I think the hardest part of this is they didn't capitalize on that huge season. That's that. That's you know, it, it, you win twelve games. You have what the best year in school history, and you just didn't. That that should have been just man. Drop the hammer. Drop the hammer on the on the rest of. I mean, oh, yeah. the Bears are the big bullies. They beat everybody. They win it. They beat Oklahoma State. They won well, the Sugar Bowl. Do you know what happened, wins. Matt? I don't think it's a coincidence that Joey McGuire, your A1 recruiter, the guy that it, it, it's no different than if somebody works in sales for a TV station and they leave the TV station to go work in sales for the newspaper, they're going to bring all their clients with them. They built yeah. these relationships with these clients. So sure, Baylor was dominant, but then when your lead sales guy leaves, he takes all the big accounts with him. They, they have not seemingly, and of course he left kind of what seven or eight games into that season but they have not really um they've not recovered in some ways and and i think i think it's it's obvious now yes we would we would be uh uh, naive to suggest it hasn't but again i remind you i mean joey hasn't won anything out there i like a lot of the excitement is simply over they've recruited better they've got great facilities He's a tremendous motivator. Now, again, a lot of Baylor – I mean, this would be even worse right now if Baylor were 0-2 after those two losses and Tech was 1-1 and with a win over Oregon or if they'd have beaten Wyoming and Oregon and they're 2-0. I think this Joey stuff would be – would really be coming up. And, it, it, honestly, it is even though they're 0-2. The good news is they'll go mano a mano, won't they? Last year they went to Lubbock. And the Bears outclassed them, killed them, and ran them off the field, um, and just beat them on Mahomes' night. Big night out there, and they kind of embarrassed the Red Raiders. Red Raiders will be coming to Waco in just a, a few weeks, and uh, Bears will either be one and four. They could be two and three heading into that game. I mean, what's the? I think we should do that at four o'clock today. Uh, Drake is look at some of the best case scenarios, and we'll have to look at worst case scenarios too. We need to we need to play this thing out, and um, 
and look at the Bears, the rest of the schedule, and let's put together a way where they climb back in and everybody feels good about this thing because that opportunity is still out there. I mean, this is not – it might be a lost season as far as, like, going to the college football playoff, but I don't think most of us thought that was happening uh, anyway. But, I mean, you know, you hadn't played a a conference game. Utah doesn't count till next year as a conference game. You're you're O and O in conference. All right, I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of keep myself invested in this season, as you can tell. Um, it is time for something we call the NFL Blitz. We'll do that next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle. We move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected. Get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys sitting here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. 
Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield savings account with EECU. It has a rate of 4.5% APY with no minimum balance and no monthly fees. 4.5%? That is big. Yep. We've done our banking with EECU for years, and we added a high-yield savings account just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash 450-SAVE and open your account in under five minutes. Wow. Uh, What'd you call them? (laughs) EECU? Yeah, that's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 4.5% APY. Plus, you can take your money out anytime you need it. Thanks for the tip. Uh, You don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY's annual percentage yield. Membership requirements and terms and conditions apply. Visit eecu.org slash 450-SAVE or call 800-333-9934 for details. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is, um, it is uh, Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll alongside Aaron Sexton. We had, uh, we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers. It's a dark, dark day across the NFL. Drake has recovered better than most. He's kind of chipper. He's ready to go. He's now uh, mad because he thinks I'm too chipper about. Micah Hudson going, and he might be right about that, but I just, I, I, I'm just kind of excited when a Central Texas kid gets, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, makes his decision wherever he decides to go. Would I rather it be Baylor? You bet. All right, Aaron, let's uh, let's do some ni, let's do some uh, NFL talk. It is our NFL blitz. What do you have for us? We will start with the big news of the last 24 hours and MIR. MRI today confirmed Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers tore his left Achilles tendon last night in the Jets' win over the Bills. Rodgers, who's 39 years old and a four-time NFL MVP, went down on the Jets' fourth snap of the game when he tried to spin out of a sack. He will miss the rest of the year. The Jets will move forward with number two overall pick from two years ago, Zach Wilson. All right, and they'll have to go find somebody else. And, boy, Colt McCoy, all the people that are kind of out there. Wentz's name has come up. Uh, you know, Joe Flacco, so many names that, um, that, have, uh, that have popped up. I mean, even some trades. Would Cooper Rush, would that be a possibility? Who do you bring in? Um, but it's a uh, – I, I mean, I think we're all excited to see what uh, Rodgers could do with the Jets – now we have to, to to see what Zach Wilson 
Drake, did I understand you earlier? Do you think Zach Wilson, I mean, could could function reasonably well and perhaps drag these Jets into the playoffs? Mm, I thought he could last year, and he didn't. I don't think that he's got significant, significantly better this year. Yeah, I, I liked I liked what he did enough. Obviously, he won the game, but the defense was what really brought it on home. Uh, they're going to have to do something else that's not Zach Wilson, probably. I think he is better than what he was last year. He's matured under Aaron Rodgers, and I think Rodgers will still help. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the biggest one of the biggest storylines people have overlooked in this is the Jets will keep their draft pick now. The Aaron Rodgers draft, if he doesn't play 60% of the snaps, the Jets get to keep the draft pick. So No, it becomes a, it becomes a second rounder because he's not going to play 65. That 2024 pick becomes a second-round pick is is what has to do with that 65% of the snaps. It just goes from the 2024 pick goes from a first-rounder to a second-rounder with him not playing 65% yep, of the snaps. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I see that. There you go. All right. <laughs> there was a great story. It was CBS 58. <laughs> that is somewhere... In Wisconsin, they were at a Wisconsin bar last night that was offering free drinks if the Jets lost. Rogers goes down on the fifth play, so people start running up their tabs. <laughs> the, the news station stayed there till the end when the Jets uh-huh. won on the walk-off punt return touchdown in overtime as everyone realized that they had to pay their now enormous tabs. Such a great story. Oh, the Wisconsin. I mean, these people in Wisconsin love to drink anyway. They were already running up big tabs, but then they thought, all right, here we go. We got it free. Now, I bet they slowed down, though, as it, as it, as got it started to get close in the second half, and they stopped ordering. Uh, and, uh, man, that is uh, – I, w- I once spent some time – at Appleton, Wisconsin, right outside of Green Bay, the night before a Cowboys Green Bay game at the Wooden Nickel, and at the night, and I, I'm trying to think if the Cowboys won or lost that game. I think they lost that game, but just to say that the Cowboys assistant coaches all started to show out, show up throughout the evening, and uh, folks had a really good time at the Wooden Nickel all the way till about one or two, and they were still going when I made my way back to start to prepare and get my mind right for Cowboys Packers. Aaron, what else do you have? Some injury notes from around the league. Not only did the Steelers get embarrassed by the 49ers in week one, they also lost two key players for at least a few weeks. Star wide receiver Deontay Johnson expected to be sidelined with a hamstring injury. Coach Mike Tomlin said that he's probably unavailable for next Monday night's game against the Browns. Meanwhile, six-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle Cameron Hayward suffered a groin injury and could also miss several weeks, a source told ESPN. So not a good week for the Steelers either. Well, did you see them? I mean, they looked awful. They looked terrible, yes. And, and I have Deontay Johnson on a couple of teams. They, I mean, maybe we should look at these quarterbacks that have tiny hands. And maybe we should look at the tiny quarterback as well because Kyler is not really – I guess he's banged up. And then – Where where did it? this come from in the two injured Pittsburgh players? What do you mean? 
the tiny hands conversation. We talked about the quarterback has tiny hands. Yes. Can he pick it? I don't know if that got Johnson hurt or Hayward. Do you think that that's what's holding them back is the tiny hands? (laughs) I'm simply saying that they got killed in the game as Aaron and I were talking about. Yeah. And maybe maybe there's maybe I mean, there's look, something to drafting a tiny handed tiny handed quarterback. Joe Burrow has tiny hands. They, were they got awful. killed. Yep. All right, let's have a good I think that's good. I think that's a good a good talk to have. All right, it is time for um, to get into this four o'clock hour. That was our NFL blitz where we go all around and um I think it's time to look at a little closer at this Baylor schedule. And let's look at some best-case scenarios. Let's look where it could go wrong. Let's take a peek at it as we sprint into the 4 o'clock hour next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Lender. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Your modern-day general store is McGregor General Store. They are an official Purina feed dealer, and they have deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders. McGregor General Store has a large inventory of new fashionable clothing items for men and women. Serapi collection purses, bags, boots, shirts, and jeans from Wrangler, Ariat, and Cinch, and ladies' Ariat boots and roper shoes. Go by and say hello to Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor and at McGregorGeneralStore.com. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? Outstanding reputation? A dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. 
ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Is joint pain, soreness, and achiness getting in the way of your best life? Football legend Emmett Smith refuses to back down to pain. That's why he's a huge advocate for QC Kinetics and their natural approach to getting you relief. Look, we get one trip around, so I wouldn't ever let pain stop me from hanging out with my race team, traveling with my family, or golfing with my friends. Emmett's got it right. And QC Kinetics uses regenerative medicine to relieve that never-ending pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back. And the best news, there's nothing foreign being introduced into your body. Just your own body's natural healing properties. No surgery or no downtime. The pain's holding you back. Maybe it's tennis, pickleball, running, hiking, or spending time with special people in your life. What are you waiting for? This is precious time. Get out there and get over to QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. It's almost fall. School has started. Pumpkin spice is everywhere. And football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or... Why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton. We're just rolling along along on a uh, on a Tuesday, fast paced. We got great guests lined up to uh, coming on at five and five twenty today. I love talking Baylor golf with Mike McGraw. That'll happen at five twenty five o'clock. We will talk to the coach of a player who's going to Texas Tech, Micah Hudson, one of the great. And I tell you what, uh, Drake, this is one time I usually don't have recruits or high school kids on the show, but man, I this guy's funny on social media. I would make an exception for Micah Hudson. I've been I've kind of enjoyed watching him troll everybody. All those Texas fans are now ripping him, and he's just having fun with it. He seems like a young man that uh, 
that knows how to handle his business. You see, and I kind of like that. All these Texas fans are—they're uh, in his mentions right now. They're really no, coming know. after. They're DMing the kid. Yeah. Uh, there was that whole. Oh, story. and even some of these idiotic uh, media people. Yeah. That Jeff yeah. Ketchum, who you know, of course, he—I think he's gotten in some trouble for missing and, and misreporting some things on Texas quarterback situation. But you know, he comes out there with like a. Um, well, if they go 6-6 six and six this year, will Micah Hudson still go there? And Hudson comes back, and he's like, of course I will. Yeah. In fact, he put a, like a, a Snoop <laughs> put a Snoop meme or whatever up. <laughs> I, I, I like his style because they're all bitter and mad. Well, you can't get every five-star. You're going to get beat occasionally on one of these recruiting battles. And but Tech Matt, has been the after SEC, this kid for the two big, years. Conference. They're in the best conference in college football. How could they ever lose a recruit uh-huh. to a Baylor <laughs> or a Texas Tech? This, is, this doesn't make any sense. Somebody had to tamper with this. Mm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Tampering. Tampering. It's, uh, it's illegal. They're paying them. Oh, yeah, you can pay them now. Okay, uh, and also, by the way, before last night's game between the Jets and Bills, the Cowboys were favored by three and a half in next Sunday's game against the Jets. Four hours ago, now, Drake, you're a man who likes to look at those lines, may even consider putting a bet down occasionally. Cowboys are now favored by nine and a half. Golly. I mean, it is rare to see. I mean, these quarterbacks, we got to get hurt. It does move a line. But that's a big move. That is a big move from Rodgers to Zach Wilson. Zach, don't pay any attention to that. Everybody's, you're fine. You'll be fine. But that is, Drake, for a man who observes these things, that's a pretty aggressive move, isn't it? What's that? That line move from Uh, three and a half to nine and a half. You don't see a lot of those. And... There's two things that that go into this. The first being, of course, Aaron Rodgers going down. The other being a 40-point win for the Cowboys. That defense is dominant as they were. The Jets' offensive line is not elite, uh, and and that's why Aaron Rodgers went down when he did. You're looking at you're looking at a Cowboys team that should beat this Jets squad by as many points as it wants to on paper, despite. Zach Wilson having a better QBR this week against the Bills' defense than Dak Prescott did against the Giants' defense. Yeah, um, although that game obviously was kind of already decided, so they didn't have to do a whole lot. Um, And I did like how Dak, they threw it down the field a lot, but I don't think anybody's going to get those guys mixed up. Dak or Zach. Um, okay, Drake, I mean, I, I, I this is something I think you've been kind of hinting at and alluding to, and it's kind of the, the Baylor, you know, as we kind of look forward and look at their these schedules. I love all these. By the way, even last night, I started looking forward to, like, SEC schedules for 2024 because after that Texas and Alabama game, it got me looking back to see, okay, who plays each other next year? So I have gotten you, – you you kind of caught me in the right mood for some schedule talk, Drake. I love looking at a good sched grid and kind of looking through all that. Drake, are you um, – I saw something today, 
and I thought it was kind of unfair. You seem to think it's totally fair. And they had the Bears ranked uh, last 14th in the power rankings in the conference. Not based off, it was just, it was not based off, oh, who's 0 and 2? We'll put them all at the bottom. I think they were looking at who everybody's played and where all the teams are, and they had the Bears in the last spot. I thought the Bears fought hard against Utah and maybe deserved to be ahead of like Houston coming off a, a loss to Rice, maybe West Virginia. I thought there were some teams. Iowa State. I thought the Bears could have at least been in there at like 11th. But you seem to think 14 is is a fair place to put the Bears right now. Well, it is. Baylor has not done anything to deserve higher than 14th. And that may seem harsh, but Matt, I want to flip the script a little bit here. You say Houston. You want to put Houston at 14th or Baylor above Houston. Let's look at what Houston has done. They they have beaten UTSA, meaning they've won a game. They've won a game against a bowl team, a guaranteed bowl team, who's been a powerhouse under Jeff Trailer the last few years. They lost to Rice. Rice is a team that was formerly a power five or a power program. They have at least had some some football success here. And similar to Texas State, they have a former Power 5 quarterback in JT Daniels. The big difference here, Texas State had never beaten a Power 5 opponent. They were 0-24, which is the worst loss. If you look just on paper, it is, it's a loss to Texas State. This is a team that's never made a bowl game. You would rather lose to Rice on paper than a Texas State team that has done zero historically. I don't think Baylor has done anything to complain about being at 14th. West Virginia played competitively at times against Penn State in a night game on NBC in a whiteout. Uh, Houston, I just mentioned Houston. Iowa State played really well against Iowa. They have also won a game handedly, granted against a a worse opponent, a lesser opponent. Baylor has played a game against a lesser opponent and lost and now sits at 0-2. Beggars can't be choosers. I can't sit here and say, oh, Baylor being at 14 is, is... it's so unwarranted. I mean, you can only make that case when when you've got something to stand on. Yeah, I think the Utah performance gave them a little bit to stand on, and your Rice is twenty eight years Rice removed is terrible every from year. being so is Texas a, State a Power Five. Texas State's been better than the Rice. SWC. Not this year. Oh. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 Right. Texas State beat Baylor. Rice. Rice beats Houston. Okay, that's you're you're saying you think you think Rice. I think Texas uh, Tech, Texas State is a worse program than Rice. Talking football program, Texas State is worse than Rice. It has been in the well. Both of them have been awful. Yeah, they're terrible. Texas right now, if they lined up, my money would be on GJ Kenny, but that's no. It's really and Houston beat UTSA and Baylor beat nobody, except that. I would say Baylor's played a better opponent than either of the opponents in Utah. But again, let's not get too bogged down here. The the what is the what is the best case scenario as we look down at the uh, the rest of the Bears schedule? We know they're going to get a win this week. People say, "Oh, Mosley, don't say that." Well, I mean, yeah. literally, uh, the whole everybody would be fired if they lost to yes. Long Island. So you just you move on. You give them the win there. They get to one and two. And then they have a big opportunity with the Longhorns coming in. Um, what what is if we're going to talk best case scenarios with the Bears? I don't can you I don't know if you can hand them a, 
a we, win we, over yeah, the number we, four team in the country. We so have to let's talk. Go, let's winnable yeah, we have games to be in reality. In right? reality, winnable yes. games. If you look yes. at, if I'm an objective person, a human person that is picking a football team to win games that it could feasibly win, you're yes. going to lose to Texas. You're going One to lose three. to Texas Tech. You're going to lose to Kansas State and TCU. Those are not winnable games right now on Baylor's schedule based on what they've done. You can beat UCF. That's still now, feasible. Now, wait, hold on one just a second on this. The, the one disagreement I, I'm trying to see, I certainly think after having that game almost the whole game and then giving it to Utah at the end, I don't know why in the world an unranked Tech team would not be a winnable game. Tech coming into Waco. I, I've, I've seen nothing from Tech to, to tell me that that's not a winnable game. Okay, so that's my one okay. quibble with, okay. okay, so you're saying, now what are the other ones you said? So you I, said they can't beat who? They who cannot else? beat TCU on the road. They cannot beat Kansas State on the road. So best case scenario for Baylor, you beat Long Island, there's your one win. You can win against UCF. There's two. I'll give it to you, Matt. You can beat Texas Tech. That's three. Cincinnati, you should win that game. That's four. Iowa State, they're terrible, and it's at home. That's five. Houston, that is six. West Virginia is seven. This is still a very easy schedule. Baylor can feasibly win seven games, and I think... That's the ceiling based on what we've seen. This team did lose to Texas State. Like, based on how this thing started, is that then a good season? Like, I'm not talking Seven about and the first five of the is season. a miracle season. A based miracle. on how it started. Yes. Yeah. Based then, on then you, the week before the five. Texas State game, 7 and 5 is a bottomed out season. This yeah. is so bad. Now, 7 and 5 would be 7 a, and 5, nobody gets fired, except maybe like he may. Fire he he fires assistants. An a assistant lot. coach will pro- he does like to yes. fire an assistant in off season. It seems correct. Uh, yeah. So somebody it's, so it's roulette for somebody in that office right now. Yeah. So there's but that's interesting and and plus TCU it it we'll see how they bounce back from that Colorado loss. K State does look pretty good and they got a great quarterback. That would be very tough. I. You just need to get on some kind of a – the problem is it's just hard to get on any kind of a roll here because you go to one and two this weekend, uh, well, and then I, you can get I put, Texas. I'm going to push back on that, Matt. I'll finish the point, but I want to push back you on You can't – well, thank you. I You can't um, – one and three doesn't get you on a roll. If you lose to Texas – You will lose to and Texas. And then you go to, you go to UCF, and that's tough, man. And their quarterback's out. Let's think about when he might be back. Could John Rice back Plumley will game? likely not be back for the Baylor game. So it'll be Timmy McLean, former backup quarterback to Gary Bohannon at South Florida. Okay. So, again, you're having to win your first game of the season. Okay, let's not count Long Island really as a win. You're you're basically your first game of the season. You're having to win on the road in Orlando yep. in a place that's going to be kind of jacked up. You know, they're likely a night kind game. Of, they're very high on night games out there. Big night games, and and they're big on like homecomings, right? Whatever the Big Twelve's doing with all these weird like DJs showing up, and the Sports Illustrated uh, models that are going to be going and doing mental health 
uh, mental health talks. I don't know. Did you see that story at all? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit models are going to be showing up at these homecomings that the Big 12's happening. And they said they were gonna, they're going to show up and they're going to sit on these panels where they have, like, it's mental health and talking about, like, um, empowering women. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to I tried to kind of work through that in my mind the other day. I think you were you were already gone. It might have been in the five o'clock hour, and it just seemed very odd to me that you're going to have an empowering. Now is empowering that only female. during the UCF homecoming? Uh, no, it's they're because their models are Virginia. showing up at all the different homecomings. But that, that UCF homecoming is against West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. They they won't but be there. Are you for telling the me that game. the Baylor Bears are going to allow Sports Illustrated swimsuit models on campus this year? No, because they're not having one at Baylor. But at the rest of these homecomings, that's who they're bringing in. They're bringing in DJs. Well, and they're bringing in Sports Illustrated better that than a magician models. or a. I mean, yeah, or a mime. I guess. Right. All right, Sports Illustrated swimsuit models versus. You know, it's an odd a bluegrass it's a band. Very, it's a very odd. I mean, I they're It's not like they're going to be sitting up there in their swimsuits. I mean, are I, you sure? I'm certain. I mean, you can't have like I mean, a, I the, don't know. the models on a. I just don't. I do not understand it. It just seems like a very. Odd we thing. should have Brett Yormark on would, this show, and that should be the first would, thing we ask him. I would prefer a bluegrass band. I would too. I play the banjo. I'm saying to, or like Tyler Childers or whoever that guy is that gets arrested in Oklahoma here recently, Zach Bryan. Um, he did. What and he, then he told yeah. the cop, he said, I'm just a 27-year-old kid. I think we need to have a cutoff for what age that sentence works. I'm just a 27-year-old kid, officer. I liked his apology, though, because he kind of admitted, hey, I was just a real idiot, and he tried to... He was just kind of, his buddy got pulled over. And right, he, his, body, his and he, bodyguard. And he pulled over just to wait, and he got out of his car. Don't ever, that's a, that's another rule. Don't ever, like, try to get out of your car. Just wait unless the officer says get out of your car. Don't be, like, milling around back there. Yep. I think he was just trying to have a smoke or something. <laughs> the, cop, the cop said get back in your car and he mouthed off he said what are you gonna do you the know cop said get in the car i'm gonna arrest you and zach bryan yeah. said okay do it <laughs> the cop did <laughs> oh and then zach hey, bryan was who's, shocked that oh. he arrested him all right and we we'll get to, back to this other stuff Oops, but yeah, yeah, who, yeah who does the thing with casey musgraves the is that zach bryan who has a yeah they've got a song a, like together, a ballad with with her oh yeah, man because yeah. i'm a big fan of hers and that's a, that's a, who's better between Zach Bryan and Tyler Childers? It's still Tyler Childers. He's kind of the original of those two. But Zach Bryan's much more mainstream now. He's become the bigger show, who's, which I think is a, intentional. Where would you put Sturgill Simpson in that argument? Sturgill's at two. Uh, Zach Bryan falls at three. Sturgill and Tyler are very similar, and I think they have better. They now my favorite Sturgill Simpson story. They didn't. He won the Grammy for Country Album of the Year, and the CMT Awards didn't even invite him. Didn't even invite him, so he stood outside the awards, played a guitar, and a free acoustic concert for every person walking into the CMTs. <laughs> Virgil at two. I like that. I think Childers played something out in like uh, 
Belton or Salado or one of those guys played one that really grabbed my attention. I said, my gosh, I, they were out there in Salado playing a concert. Oh, wow. Uh, in in recent years, I kind of got excited because I thought, man, I want to go to that over maybe out behind Johnny's. Well, Matt, uh, I think worst case scenario, Baylor loses to UCF, Texas Tech, Cincinnati, and that's it. I think you should still beat you should still beat Iowa State, Houston, and West Virginia. But there's a real scenario where Baylor goes four and eight. For some reason, I still think Baylor gets to four wins this year. Call me crazy, but I think somewhere between four and seven wins is where the Baylor Bears end up this that, season. Those ones you just said, like I think that Houston game's hard. Well, they just I, oh, and I think uh, I, home, I well because I think stink. they're kind of. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I think so in my Baylor mind, right I now, thought though. the Houston people would be kind of jacked up, but but there will be at our, at uh, the at um, at McLean. Um, Cincinnati's, that's kind of hard. They beat Pitt at Pitt. Emory yeah. Jones is a good quarterback. Cincinnati's going to be tough on the road. What's that guy's name? Emory Jones. Scott Satterfield's the head coach. How many? Let's play a quick game. Who's the West Virginia quarterback? That would be Garrett Green. Who's the TCU quarterback? It's Chandler Morris. Who's Kansas State? Will Howard. Who's Houston? Uh, 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 Iowa State. Uh, oh, shoot. Man. All right, you never mind. You got Cincinnati's. You got Cincinnati's. No, you only missed two. No, I know Donovan Who? Smith's at Houston. Um, uh, oh, good. That's good. Donovan Smith at Houston. Iowa State's Brecht. There's his Brecht. Cody Brecht. All right. Um, I, I know you know Texas Tech. You've already said the UCF. Tyler Shuck at Texas backup. Tech. Their backup's Baron Morton. Got um, Gunnar Gundy and uh, Garrett Rangel and Alan Bowman at Oklahoma State. They have three. Okay. I was just doing Baylor opponents. You're doing well. I just wanted to test you because you've got this big locked-on Big 12 podcast, and that thing's become very popular. I've been seeing some of the numbers. I saw some of the overnights. Strong numbers. So, just wanted to make sure, but you seem to have a great grasp on the quarterbacks around the league. I would, I think I could do half of them, maybe. <laughs> I'm not trying to know. I'm not trying to know some of these people. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton. We continue on, and, and listen, the Rangers have grabbed our attention again based on something they've la- done the last couple of days. There, there's kind of a final gasp and they're hanging on to the playoff race, and these games are big. We have huge September baseball, and uh, I want to discuss some of that. Let's do it next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. 
If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman Nuts and Bolts, or primary and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and enjoy fun games, thrilling rides, and all your fair food favorites. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. Purchase a fun pass at your local participating Sefco convenience stores for even more fun and excitement. Each one includes gated mission and unlimited carnival rides each day of the fair for only $90. Visit hotfair.com today for more information. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products. 
at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5 and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at 5thStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. We've had a lively one today. A lot of different ways to go with this thing. Rangers um, going back to work this evening, September 12th in Toronto. And another player will make his debut. That would be third baseman Jonathan Ornelas, O-R-N-E-L-A-S. Uh, this is the uh, gets first career start, and that happens, um, which kind of means maybe he got into a game as a pinch runner or something. I don't know, but he's third baseman, batting ninth. Scherzer on the mound. Um, uh, Hunjin for is uh, on the mound for the Jays tonight. And, Aaron, I you know how much I love a lineup, you and Drake. Um, they have Robbie Grossman playing right field and hitting third tonight after Simeon and Seager. Garver's hitting cleanup. Haim, who had the uh, grand slam, hitting fifth. Nathaniel Lowe has been moved down to sixth. In the lineup, first baseman, who much of this year has been the number three hitter. And then you have Zeke Duran, Leody Tavares, and Ornelas hitting ninth. In his first four games, Evan Carter, who's not in the lineup tonight, the rookie who just got brought up and hit his first home run yesterday and had an outfield assist, has seen 59 pitches. 29 of which were outside the zone. He has swung and missed at one. <laughs> he swung at one other, a 2-2 fastball, riding in on him in his first MLB at bat, and he singled on that. You think the guy's ready? You think the guy's ready for the major leagues when he shows up and he's, and he's, and he's playing like that? And then... Uh, I tell you, another a great thing that happened last night was Dane Dunning just out there eating up innings. Thank you, Dane. Pitched into the seventh inning, and when you can do that, uh, that was, fellas, the Rangers' first quality start in nine games. Quality start is not that big of a deal. It's not even that great. All right? You, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's you get – Get through six innings, and you give up three earned runs or less. That is a quality start. The Rangers hadn't done it forever. They hadn't gotten a win in forever. And given the fact to get Dane Dunning out of the game with a 10-3 lead in the seventh inning, they sent him back out there in the bottom of the seventh to pitch. Drake, you were saying it earlier. I mean, that just shows you. The lack of faith they have yeah. in that bullpen right now that they would put a guy that was pretty much done and just say, oh, let's let's send him back out there, even though we have a seven-run lead. And um, 
Uh, it, it, this will be interesting because Will Smith, Araldus Chapman, and Jose LeClerc all got an extra day off because of what he was able to do in this game. Yep. Um, and, and, and Andrew uh, Heaney is now in that uh, in a relief role, which I like. Okay, if if get some of these guys, just get somebody else there to give them a go at this thing. Did you know, Matt, the last time a Rangers pitcher had thrown a a quality start before that? Final score, Minnesota Twins 5, Texas Rangers 1. So even when they did have that quality start on Friday, September 1st, from one Max Scherzer, <laughs> the Rangers still found a way to lose the game. This is... So I'm teetering back and forth because remember, Matt, um, two months ago, we're like, oh, wow, the Texas Rangers are going to win the AL West. They're going to go to the playoffs. They're a dangerous team. It kind of felt like the team was, I'm going to use the, I'm going to use this word, fraudulent. It was like, wow, they're riding momentum. Maybe they're not the best team in the AL, but they are winning games. The offense is great. Just need the pitching staff to stay together a little bit, just to kind of do enough to win games. And then the day came that we all had in the back of our minds that the pitching staff falls apart. The bullpen is terrible. They can't seem to win the game. Then last week, it was that uh, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday against the Houston Astros, 13-6, 14-1, 12-3, all of them blowout losses. You're like, all right, sweet, give it up, especially when you lose game one in that series against the A's. But here we are. Three wins in a row, and all of a sudden we've reopened the conversation of are the Texas Rangers going to be a playoff-bound team? Are are Rangers fans going to get to see a playoff game for the very first time at the new Globe Life Field in Arlington? And I don't know, Matt. I have that weird little gut feeling, that weird little gut feeling that says maybe, just maybe, the Rangers are able to string some together against Cleveland and Toronto and Boston. You've already talked about how they got seven more games against Seattle and hold their own destiny in their hands with that one. It seems like they're playing for for a wild card spot, but if they continue the run they're on, if they continue this, as Rangers teams in the playoffs, and, and as you know, once you get to the playoffs, all bets are off. Anything can happen. It can, and now they're two games back of the Astros. Seattle's two and a half games out. And now Seattle is a half game back in the wild card, and and the Rangers improved to seventy nine and sixty four. The Blue Jays are sitting there at eighty and sixty four. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, they've just they and Blue Jays have been really good lately. By the way, they lost last night, but they're seven and three in their last ten. Um, it's just um, it's really. And I wanted to look back at something we were looking at earlier in the season, which a big thing to look at of these teams, of how dominant or non-dominant they've been, is their run differential. It's still interesting that the Rangers are plus 148 in run differential. Um, almost, let's see, uh, that's almost uh, 28 runs ahead of the Astros, but they've just lost so many late games. They've blown so many games, all of that kind of stuff, and that's how that happens. I did find a very humorous number to share with you all on run differential. Without looking, would you like to guess now where the Oakland A's, Aaron, you go first, where are the Oakland A's on 
run differential. We know they're way below zero. Is that the, the Rangers are plus 148. Is that right? Rangers have a run differential of 148. And to put that in perspective, if you go to like Baltimore, they're a plus 124. What's crazy is Tampa Bay is the best with a plus 198. And they're three games out of first. So run differential can be a little misleading. But, yes, Mm -hmm. Rangers are plus 148. Where do you think the Oakland A's are? All right, Aaron, you're the the first guess here. I'm going to say minus 170. Oh. Oh, Matt, I'm going to go with uh, minus 293. Okay, are you sure you weren't peaking? Oh, no, I definitely was not peaking. I was just thinking they probably lost 90 games by an average of three runs. When you think about the wins they have, the 30 wins or whatever it is. So I'm going to. Minus 299. Wow. Closest without going <laughs> over. Minus 299. That's bad, and, Matt. And like, That's pretty bad. It's, it's about the worst I've ever seen. And the only thing, even, even in the. The, the Rockies are horrible this year, in case you've stopped keeping up with the NL West, at, at a minus 223. At a minus 223. Wow. That's the closest thing to it. What's funny is the, the AL East, there's only one team that's below zero in run differential, and, of course, that is the New York Yankees sitting there with a 72-72 and 72 record, and I think we can shut the door on the Yankees' playoff hopes as they sit seven and a half games out of the wild card. Uh, Same for the Red Sox. So uh, some baseball talk there. Always fun to see Scherzer. Was it his last outing, guys, that was really bad? Did he he not make it out of, like, the first inning? I mean, it was bad. Uh, Scherzer. Oh, it was Scherzer versus Verlander, wasn't it? Wasn't that one of those games they just got wiped out by the Astros? And he goes against Verlander. Tonight, it's not Verlander. But um, I'm going to be – I hope he can bounce back. And then we get to see another debut. The new third baseman, Ornelas, batting ninth. I just want to keep seeing Evan Carter out there because he has been fun. And is there anything more fun than a rookie coming up and, like, having a plus arm – and gunning somebody down at the plate, um, it's it's great. Adolis has a good arm. This guy seems to have a really good arm. Um, I don't know the. I mean, the other guys out there, Zeke. I couldn't tell you if Zeke Duran has has a great arm, but boy, it was fun watching Evan Carter. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We got a lot of college football, college athletics to cover. Uh, we do that next in Campus Confidential. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. And they're going to give the ball to Pollard. He busts up the middle. Only heard here. He broke a tackle right to the 40. All season. Turns left at the 20. And Pollard with a house call. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Jets. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Jets, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. 
A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. we we'll treat you like family. Bye. New roads. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machinists start at $21 an hour. Welders start at $22 an hour. And second and third shift differential is an additional $250 an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Kubota's most popular tractor continues to reign supreme because it continues to outperform the competition. You can snag a deal on an L2501 and bundle it with the most used attachments for as little as $299 a month. A new Kubota with loader, bucket, and box blade could be delivered today and ready to go this weekend when you purchase from WC Tractor. Think of all the chores you can finish. Payments are valid now through September 30th. Visit WCKubota.com or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. 
Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It's Matt Mosley. It's Drake Toll. It is Aaron Sexton who kind of goes over the headlines. We look at some of the bigger stories out there. In college football, college athletics, there's all sorts of ugliness involving Michigan State, involving the genteel, nicest man in the world, Mac Brown. Uh, and now apparently <laughs> the NCAA scared for its own. The committee has gone into hiding based on rhetoric from Mac Brown. Aaron, where would you like to start us off today? We will start with that. The NCAA Division One board chair and vice chair said in a statement today that Violent and possible criminal threats have been directed at committee members in the wake of a high-profile decision denying immediate eligibility for North Carolina receiver Tez Walker. In the statement, Division I Board Chair Jerry Moorhead and Vice Chairman Christopher... This is going to Just go with anything. Just We can just go with Christopher. Petrusius? That's I didn't think that's right, but also said they were troubled by public remarks North Carolina's leaders had made about the case. Coach Mac Brown and Athletic Director Bubba Cunningham both slammed the decision last week in pointing comments that took direct aim at the NCAA, in which Mac Brown said he had no longer had confidence in the organization to run college sports. Well, I mean, he's just voicing what a lot of people think. He's not the first to say it, and there's nothing in that rhetoric that, like, caused anybody, I mean, it, it's kind of uncool to then turn around and go, those Mac has caused people to yeah. start going and making threats and all. I mean, Mac is too respected. And, and obviously, Mac would have never said these things. I mean, it's not even in his nature if he didn't think this was an awful decision. But I always think that's a little over the top. I mean, if there are indeed threats or like criminal-type threats, I, to then turn around and say, well, Mac, <laughs> Mac's criticism, he, he, he's the one who caused him to go out there and say all this awful stuff. I don't, I don't always think that's a fair connection. No, you see this all the time with people who don't want to argue their point. You know, Mac Brown made his point very clearly, very eloquently, very forcefully, and they don't want to respond to it, so all they want to talk about is how that – because of what he said, which is 100% correct, now that they're getting threats like it's his fault. Bingo. This is, the NCAA did the wrong thing. Made a, an odd, what should have been an obvious decision and got it wrong somehow. I don't think that what Mac Brown said is what's causing the threats, although I, I'm sure it's objective. It is objective that no one should be threatening anyone here. It's a bad, it's, it's, it's the NCAA looks weak 
And in, in, in basically, you're right, Aaron. They're trying to get the spotlight off of a poor decision by saying, oh, man, we're under threat here. Uh, how could you do this to us, Mac? And uh, Mac's the last guy that would be out there trying to cause that. Now they want Mac to put out a statement, probably, you know, backing off. Now, guys, be nice to the – don't say anything mean to the NCAA, the committee. I always want to actually see some of these threats. I think people sometimes are way too – I've had people even on radio try to claim – that based on some prediction they made, oh, I was threatened. My family was threatened. Most of the time, Drake, that's in, that's just ridiculous. I mean, all that crazy stuff you say on your podcast, I'm sure people get mad at you. I have gotten and, death threats before. Yeah. Well, see, I don't even, I guess maybe, I would never even, uh, hell, that's horrible. But, I right. again, I just don't, I don't, most times when I hear somebody in the media say i got a death threat i just it's, it's I, mostly I, unwarranted it, i mean i think it's kind of made up usually like a, a, a uh, random account anonymous email anonymous, account. Right. yeah not taking yeah. anything away from just a random twitter egg it just says right. oh you know I'll, i'm gonna yeah. hurt you or something i mean that's that's you know that's all that i've gotten and i'm sure everybody yeah. out there has gotten some sort of i don't you know i uh yeah 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 all right aaron what else do we have sir talked about this a little bit or a little bit we talked about this quite a bit earlier but Five-star wide receiver Micah Hudson from Lake Belton committed to Texas Tech last night. He announced on social media the wide receiver is the number 13 overall prospect in ESPN's 2024 National Top 300, the fourth-highest-rated wide receiver in the country, and he is the highest-ranked prospect to ever commit to the Red Raiders since ESPN began ranking prospects in 2006. Chose the Red Raiders over Texas, Texas A&M, and Alabama. He joins defensive end Cheetah Ophili, the number 209 overall player in ESPN's top 300 as part of Texas Tech's now 34th-ranked overall class. You know, Ward would know off the top of his head, like the greatest blue chippers ever at Tech. Byron Hanspard became an amazing running back there. I think he would have been up there. I think the late, great Gabe Rivera, um, the tremendous, tremendous nose tackle, became a first-round pick with the Steelers and, uh, and, and was tragically uh, paralyzed in a, in a uh, uh, car accident many, many years ago. But those are the names that would come to my mind. Now, some of those great old, like Billy Joe Tolliver and some quarterbacks they've had are pretty highly ranked. They once had a guy named Jarrett Stidham coming there. He ended up on the Baylor campus. Then he ended up on the Auburn campus. But this is pretty huge. Um, and, I, you know, we may tomorrow, Drake, have more time to delve back into it. But it is a, it's a central Texas kid. I'm, I, I, think it's, I, I do think it's kind of cool when A&M and Texas and LSU and who everybody who thinks they have a right – Alabama, Auburn, to all these five-star athletes don't get one, right? right? When somebody that's not supposed to get one steps in and lands one, uh, would I rather him be at Baylor? Absolutely. But again, uh, if Baylor were ever in the running for it, it was very, very early, and it hasn't been that way in about two years. The ratings are out for 
the big college football games over the weekend. No surprise that the most watched game was Texas-Alabama with 8.76 million. Followed closely, though, by Nebraska and Colorado at 8.73 million. How remarkable is that turnaround been? Wow. <laughs> a one-win team playing a two-win team from last year, but just because of the, the turnaround and Deion Sanders being there, it almost beat Texas and Alabama in the ratings. The third highest rated game from over the weekend, A&M at Miami at $4 million. Iowa and Iowa State, $3.4 million. UNLV Michigan at $3 million. Notre Dame, North Carolina State, two point nine. This one surprised me. I thought it'd be a little higher. Oregon and Texas Tech, two point six. Wisconsin and Washington State, two point three million. And rounding out the top ten, Auburn and California at two point two. Bears and Utes not in the top ten, huh? No. All right. I guess it. Tech just went up against the buzzsaw. Tech in Oregon. That was Texas-Alabama. It started oh, at the same sense, time, yeah. and so they just kind of fell off in the shadow of that. That was a monster. The, the Colorado thing's hilarious because, like, two 11 a.m. starts in a row. We used to think of 11 as, like, kind of nothing games. Obviously, that big noon was a smart move by Fox. They get the first two Colorado games, and, <laughs> and now – ESPN game days going to Colorado for Colorado, Colorado State. I mean, it's almost like the Cowboys, how the networks fight over the Cowboys. And if they could, like NBC would basically do Cowboys every game for Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels used to joke about that. Right now, I mean, they, they, want, they want Colorado every week they can get them in a huge spot. And, uh, I mean, again, love him or hate him. Dion, remarkable work. Yep. And also remarkable that the Pac-12 is <laughs> off to such a wonderful start, and yet they are not really a, a true entity anymore. Suspended Michigan State head football coach Mel Tucker has responded to sexual harassment claims and denied the claims he sexually harassed Brenda Tracy, a sexual awareness speaker, in a statement yesterday and called an upcoming hearing about the claims quote a sham tucker in a statement issued monday through his attorney said he developed an intimate adult relationship with tracy and that her claims that he harassed her are completely false he said an upcoming hearing to assess whether he violated university policy is quote ridiculously flawed and not designed to arrive at the truth you know when he at the end of it aaron he talked about being separated from his team I, I did think it was interesting to see his statement. And, I, you know, I've read, I've now kind of caught up on everything everybody's saying. And that, now he was, you know, Drake, it probably bears repeating, you know, you were talking about how he was married um, when this was uh, going on. Now, in his statement, he makes the point that he had been estranged from his wife for a long period of time. Yeah. I'm not saying that makes it fine or whatever. I'm just saying I did want to at least include that part of it, right? Um, he asserted, and and apparently, I mean, he provided a lot of evidence that they had this long coast-to-coast uh, -coast type back-and-forth the relationship to get, you know, the sending pictures, the whole thing. And so 
Uh, I don't know if he survives. I mean, he, I don't think he survives at all. But what he's, the, the point he has, and, and again, I don't know what he did or anything, but I, it does seem like kind of a, they're going to get this thing done, get this thing over with, and they're ready to move on. He's done. Like this hearing that they're having doesn't really seem like he gets to show anything or like present any evidence or so any, any terms of, well, let's hear Tucker's side of this thing. I, I would say he's accurate in that he's not going to get to put any evidence out there for the most part in these hearings, at least the way I'm reading this. Yeah, I, I mean, he did. He spent a long time trying to get the investigation called off. And every step of the way, he lied. He lied about small things. And when you are guilty in something and you're trying to make sure that you don't get blamed for it or you try to get off the hook somehow, what do you do? You lie at the base level. And what was his biggest lie, though? Because you, you said the you biggest, read that the, the whole one thing. that I read yeah. through that I was like, oh, this is bad. He had gone. He said that he was uh, had been in Florida on a on a trip for charity, and that he had Facetimed her when he got back and done the the, the lewd act via Facetime uh, or phone call when he had got back to Michigan State. Well, they tracked the phone call. Turns out he was in Florida when he committed the Facetime call or the lewd act via phone. And that he was not there for charity. That he was there on personal business. So he lied to make himself look good and charitable. And he lied about where he was. Like they wouldn't have the phone records. I What an idiot. Yeah. And we Baylor people remember Brenda Tracy. Because after the scandal, oh, yeah. she came to town and, and did some uh, uh, talks. And... You know, I, I can remember, wasn't there so was Brenda Tracy when after one of her talks, some of the coaches went up to her? I mean, I, I'm trying to remember. I guess she came to talk even when Art staff was still in Waco, I think. And and it, it just I'm trying to remember all that. But she does do these talks. But, I mean, imagine that. She came in to supposedly do this visit with Michigan State, and then they start talking Oh, the whole thing is uh, really, really uh, a rough, a rough story. Listen, Drake, uh, good work today. Appreciate you, man. And uh, real quick, I do have the numbers oh. for Baylor, Utah. I just found them. Oh, what'd you get? What'd one, you get? Uh, one point three one million. And you said number ten on that on the one through ten. You were saying was what? Like how far was that out of the top ten uh, of the ten games? It was. Let's see. I think you said number ten was in the neighborhood of maybe a little bit more. Yeah, it was only like, it was like the fourteenth most watched of the okay. of the weekend because Auburn I, and Cal was number ten with two point two three million. This slate is rough this weekend. This is like I think there's a Kansas State Missouri yep. matchup and. I, I, there's not much. I mean, it's it's kind of like generally week to week. You can say, okay, got some really fun matchups. It, there's not a lot better than the one. I mean, it's it's. Um, I'm trying to. Anything else come to mind, guys? I mean, I, I saw. I think Kansas State, Missouri has my attention a little bit, but it's about as bad a slate of college football games as you could have. 
It's not that, good. I, I there is a Flatland Cavalry concert in in Waco on Saturday night, and I will be there instead of watching football. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's rare. What, what do we call that? Flatland. Flatland Cavalry at the backyard bar stage and grill. Yeah, I like that. They have some barbecue over there. I got a little plate of barbecue. I don't think they do. Time. I don't think they do barbecue. Back do they? Uh, yeah, pulled pork maybe. Uh, they uh, they have a a separate guy that. Has his yeah. own food truck. Ah, uh, is that what it is? Yeah, I do the burgers there. They have great chicken strips and great burgers. I mean, right. I, I, I remember having a barbecue sandwich there. I, I was like, wait, I thought I did. Okay, it is. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for your support. Thank you, Drake. There he goes. He's off into the uh, off into the world to close some more deals and uh, and really have some good conversations out there. Next, though, man, we get to talk to the head coach at Lake Belton, about his star player. Uh, off to Texas Tech, a five-star player. That is next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Robinson Athletic Booster Club proudly supports the athletics of Robinson High School, a nonprofit organization comprised solely of volunteers that lend a hand and encourage everyone to participate, whether in concession sales, event planning, finances, or even time. Robinson Athletic Booster Club is able to support the athletic program by purchasing equipment, supplies, and providing scholarships. For more information on how you can help, contact Denise at 254-214-3625. Let's go Rockets! I'm always so busy, and banking quickly and safely is really important to me. So when that next shower comes up, I can check the balance on my accounts, I can buy these decorations, pay for them from my phone, transfer money, and make mobile deposits. Best of all, I can bank anywhere, anytime, on any device, on my schedule. Community Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddix Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddix Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License tacLB one zero six two seven one e Early each morning, as we turn on the lights and heat up the fryers, then prepare the food, the owners of Bush's Chicken are working for you. Our owners are husbands and wives, sisters and brothers. We are family, and we take joy in our family serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Jets. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. English Maids is a residential and commercial cleaning company servicing Waco Temple and surrounding Central Texas communities. Owned and operated by Kay English and Laura English Thurman. Each employee goes through a complete extensive maid servicing training, screened by national background checks, and bonded. You'll always receive excellent service from people you can trust. Look them up at EnglishMaids.biz. That's EnglishMaids.biz. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. 
Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. New roads. This is Rob Fortson of Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service local market specializing in high-quality meats at a fair and honest price. That's Texas-raised beef, no fillers or hormones. Fortson's Meat Market can improve your game-day grill skills with tender steaks cut just the way you want. Moist brisket, fall-off-the-bone ribs, juicy pork, and chicken. And who could forget about our famous homemade sausage and jerky prepared right here in our Fortson's Meat Market. Make sure you follow us on Facebook for great deals and weekly specials. Fortson's Meat Market, located just south of the circle in Robinson. This date's going really well. We're going to be such a great couple. Whoa, uh, I think you're going a little fast. Yeah, I know, I know. We just met, but we've got chemistry. I think you better slow down. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. I thought you were feeling it too. I'm feeling like you're driving too fast. Slow the car down, please. Speeding is dangerous, and speeding tickets are costly. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. You were talking about my driving. (sighs) I was talking about both. Be safe. Drive smart. A message from TxDOT. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Ah, yes, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We were just talking about TV ratings. And uh, Brian Cope joining us, the head coach at Lake Belton. Coach, I need to look at y'all's overnights. I mean, what a, that Thursday night recent ESPN game, I guess that was ESPN 2, but uh, I, what a what a thriller. And uh, for that thing to go to overtime, and does anybody uh, – well, first of all, Brian, welcome to the show today. I was excited to have you on. Well, thank you very much for having me. We appreciate it. Yeah, and um, that I need to look at those ratings. I bet I bet that thing did a did an unbelievable number. How cool was that for the the players and everybody to have the the ESPN cameras? Y'all are used to having attention. You've got great players and everything, but to be featured in such a national way, um, what was that? What was that like for your for your players? And, and was it was it kind of a fun build up to it? Yeah, it really was. You know, it started in January when they uh, when I got an email um, asking us about the opportunity, and then I thought our kids uh, shined in the bright lights. You know, we got to finish. Uh, we were really, really close. We'll, we'll something will. You know, it's still a young season. We're only three games in, 
Uh, we'll get better at that. But, man, from the production meeting to the interviews with the the announcers for our kids uh, to our student section to our booster club selling shirts and everything, it was a uh, man. It was a it was a fun time. <laughs> what kind of shirt? I mean, do we come up with like a any shirt to commemorate the event ESPN two or this sounds yeah, like a shirt just, I need to get my hands on. Yeah, we just we just put a little logo on it and did some <laughs> some some good things to. Just get the word out that hey, here's a great opportunity to to win or lose to showcase what we've done, because you know we got to remember that four years ago this school was just dirt, and uh, it was a it was a great night to to celebrate the success that we've had. Uh, came up a little bit short, but at the end of the day, that doesn't take away um, from everything that we have accomplished, and we're going to try to continue to get better each and every game. What was it like to see Micah Hudson make his commitment? Uh, last night uh, to Texas Tech and just after watching him grow and just an unbelievable player and leader that he's become for you, um, how cool was that? Because we all kind of thought it was heading this way, but then to see it, I mean, it's like lifted uh, the entire fan base of Texas Tech. You'd never know they were 0-2. They get get your your starting wide receiver in, in I mean, there were celebrations all up at you know west throughout West Texas. Um, how cool was that to watch after kind of watching that recruitment over these past uh, oh two or three years? Man, it couldn't happen to a better young man. Um, I remember I watched his seventh grade football game, his first one ever, and I hadn't I didn't miss a home middle school game of his, and then I haven't missed a game for four years with him, and uh, just outstanding kid, outstanding athlete. Uh, but what a great young man of character and uh, so excited for him. Um, was really excited to see him face to face this morning and just tell him how proud I was of him. Um, talked to his mom today as well. And, and just a great, um, you know, I can't wait to, to watch him on Saturday's play too. Well, Nick, he's already good at social media, isn't he? I mean, he's just not, um, he doesn't suffer fools and he doesn't mind you know, making fun of some of these people that are, you know, the Texas fans who are mad and all that kind of thing. Mike is pretty, uh, he's pretty good at that uh, already, and and uh, he kind of has fun with it. And I think that's, uh, I think that's a great sign of maturity that he doesn't take any of that, you know, and he and he kind of turns it around on those people who, uh, and a lot of these people are like forty and fifty year old men, you know, saying something to a high school kid, which is always ridiculous anyway. But uh, I, Mike seems to handle that pretty well, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it's just kind of, you know, he doesn't let the highs get too high and the lows get too low. And, uh, you know, he also understands that um, ultimately he's going to have to get better uh, when he goes to college. Just like he's going to get better if he has an opportunity down the road to play, play at another level. And I think he just he's going to go to work. Um, one of the things that impressed me so much is for the last three years, after our summer workouts at elite camp, he's the one that rolls out the jugs machine to catch more balls. Um, and so when you're talking about a five-star receiver and a top 15 in the nation, and he's going to go to the extra work, that's just going to set the tone for what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. You get the jugs machine. I think I read, you told somebody, some of the other kids were following his lead and getting the jugs machine out. It has to be so cool as a coach to watch that. What was uh, what do you remember even going back to those junior high days? Like what what stood out early on? Was it just pure speed? 
or were the, did the hands have to catch up a little bit, or or was he just catching everything even from an early well, he, age? He was catching everything, but that's because he was playing quarterback in seventh and eighth grade. <laughs> so he touched the ball every time, and uh, <laughs> you know when the ball was in his hands, great things happened, and I think that that was a key to it. I also think that it's been a, a great deal to have Selman Bridges as well to go iron sharpens iron and, and getting better at, at their craft. And um, been very, very proud of of them and the growth that they've shown. Silman, who is a, I believe, a four-star over there at corner. I mean, that, that does have to be kind of a mono-a-mono situation. Is that just something you really promote? Is that kind of competition and best on best? Is that is that just part of the, no, it's the culture? Something, it's, that's a big something that we believe in. Um, even today in inside run, we're in week four and, and our good O line, starting O line went against our starting defensive line. Every day our receiver our starting receivers go against starting DBs. I mean it's well, we're gonna make sure to, to to get us better. We gotta get we gotta go against the best we got to offer. Yeah, and uh well Brian Cope joining us on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, Lake Belton head coach, uh, Brett Harmon. Another player that I've seen come up as far as a uh, possible on your offensive line. I mean, that, that group, uh, you know, obviously has done some nice things. I mean, that, that has to be in a young school. It's getting those guys in the trenches. you got some great skill people, but then you start kind of growing those kids up, getting the big guys over. How, how have you seen that develop? And is that is that starting to really head in the – the right direction it certainly seems yeah like. you know i mean brett's been our offensive mvp two of the first three games uh grading out 90 or above um caden bradshaw is a senior offensive lineman him and brett are the two leaders of it but caleb loper diego velasquez Braden gutierrez uh, to go along with tate lisenby um and michael sandlin that i think man got a chance uh james seal um i, I think got a chance to to really kind of help us they're only going to continue to get better um, and so really looking forward to how the future of the season plays out. You know, it's only one match. Uh, or so, sorry, it's only one game. I'm sorry, I'm out here watching tennis right now. Um, it's only one game. <laughs> and so that can't, uh, that can't define who we are. Um, if we let that happen, and, you know, then we're not where we think we need to get to yet. And we're not a finished product by any means, but we're going to continue to get better. And, and you know, Shoemaker's going to get our best shot, just like I know Coach Foreman's going to, um, give it our best shot. Last year after the game, he got engaged, so I don't know if he's fortunate enough to win. He's getting married. I don't know what's going to happen on Friday night at the Bucks. Um, I don't know if I'm renewing my vows. I don't know what's going on yet, but I know it's going to be a 48-minute battle. How many years are you on? I mean, I'm trying to – I want to determine if you need to do a, a, a renewal or not. How many years? <laughs> uh, so this is uh, year seven. Uh, for myself and my wife, Allison, who uh, mm-hmm. she's a pre-AP geometry teacher at Lake Belton here, was teacher of the year last year. Um, and so it's, uh, I guess, two years ago now. And uh, and we got a little four-and-a-half-year-old son that runs around. And and uh, before the game, he runs the length of the field. And he didn't finish last on, on his two races so far. So that's not bad for being <laughs> the smallest one out there. If he's got my speed, we're in a world of hurt, but that's okay. <laughs> He's not quite Micah level. He may he may get there. He wears a one on the helmet that he wears while he's running, but I don't necessarily think that's because of Micah. So, yeah, yeah, that's part of Michael's Twitter handle too. The yep. uh, the the track part of this, 
Uh, it seems like you encourage your guys to be uh, in track. Uh, y'all have had but done really well at state. I can remember having some folks on from Lake Belton, even high jumpers, that kind of thing. What about Micah on the track? I think it was the 4 by 2 Yeah, um, he, he got a, a bronze medal on the 4 by 2 at state, uh, um, which was pretty awesome to be a part of. And, uh, you know, we take track seriously around here. Um, all of our um, top athletes run it. We, we put it as a part of our football off-season program, um, which I think is key because that track doesn't lie. And that time is you versus you. And at the end of the day, if you're going to be nervous to, to get on that track to compete, then you're going to be nervous in front of 10,000 or playing on TV. And we can't have that. Mm-hmm. Those tech people crave uh, speed, don't they? And Kitley, who uh, the offensive coordinator, it's his relative, right? Is it his uncle or somebody that's in his, his dad, family? That's, that's his dad. Yeah, the track coach. Uh, so they know how they know how to find that speed. What did Joey and Juice and those guys, Justin um, Bookbinder, uh, but especially Joey and Juice, had they already started? Looking at Micah when they were at Baylor, like I'm just kind of curious how that yeah, all I started. Say that. I mean, it's been a whirlwind. Of, yeah, I'd have to go back and look at notes, but I think that was probably the case a little bit. Um, and then, and then they just stayed on him. Um, I, I all those Baylor people have ended up in Lubbock. You know, we want to keep these guys at Baylor, and of course now he's going to go out to Lubbock. What do you think it was about Joey and that whole staff that uh, that kind of sealed it? For Micah, because uh, you watched that up close, and you got to know those guys. They were in your office a lot over the last couple of years. What do you, Was it the consistency? What do you think it was that uh, allowed them to beat out some of these teams that normally land the five stars? Yeah, I mean, I think it started with Brian Nance in the recruiting department doing a phenomenal job um, early. And I think, you know, Juice and Joey and, and Book and those guys um, – I think the big thing, I mean, there are probably, and I've told people this, there are about eight to ten guys on that staff, not just their coaching staff, all facets, from Blanchard, their general manager, that I could reach out to if I needed to get something for Mike. And for him, that's that's important. You know, for him, I mean, it's it's all about relationships for Mike, and, and those guys have done a great job with him. But I think that just shows you the amount of people that were in his life from that school. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty awesome. Does the Baylor the Baylor staff does come to visit visit you from time to time, right? You're oh, they you're, do. No, they do a okay. great job. You know, Pallage has done a great job. Same thing with Sean Bell. Okay. Um, same thing with with Dallas Baker. Uh, they, they've all done a, a really good job mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want one of these guys at some point, you know, I uh, love seeing some of these guys, you know, stay home and play at my alma mater. But, boy, good for Tech. And now, of course, you become a big uh, Red Raider fan, and you'll be watching those games on Saturday. And that's uh, – it's just fun. I mean, you got somebody at TCU, don't you? Wilcox uh, – Yeah, Wilcox the, uh, at TCU and someone's yeah. uh, committed to Arkansas. And then uh, we got a D lineman that's been offered by – Garrett Combs um, has been offered by Wyoming and Arkansas State and Miami of Ohio and Ohio U. And so uh, his is still playing out right now, and he's having a really good year. And I uh, can't wait to watch him play on Friday night. That's, you know, we're going we're gonna to get better than where we were last week. That's all we can do. 
Well, you look pretty good. National TV got to see it, and I know you'll want to shore some things up, but you guys will bounce back because it's what you do, and you're going to go on and have a huge season. Coach, that was a lot of fun. Congratulations. I know it's fun when you see these kids commit, and uh, it's the end of a long road. Well, it's the beginning, isn't it? It's the end of one thing and the beginning of something else, but uh, really appreciate the time today. And and who's winning that tennis match, by the way? Who's uh, who's Lake Belton uh, playing in tennis today? Do we lose him? Brian. <laughs> well, that was a that was a really fun conversation. I, we somehow dropped him there at the end. He was out there watching, I believe, a tennis match as we were speaking and of course he's the uh, ad there on campus sam the uh, ad and belton uh, always extremely helpful we appreciate him as well but uh boy great school district and lake belton is becoming a power and that's how you end up on national tv there was brian cope now let's let's talk to uh our buddy mike mcgraw baylor golf off to a really nice start and uh, they got another big tournament coming up this weekend. We'll talk some Baylor golf. We'll do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Security Bank of Texas proudly brings together the best of tradition and business partnership. Their dedicated team of professionals takes the time to understand your needs so they can deliver the banking experience you deserve. Whether it's personal banking, business banking, or something in between, they've got you covered. As a bank rooted in tradition, they're proud to serve the communities of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties. Experience banking as it should be. Stop by today and discover the difference with Security Bank of Texas. FDIC insured and equal housing lender. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad. Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting 
sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. English Maids is a residential and commercial cleaning company servicing Waco Temple and surrounding Central Texas communities. Owned and operated by Kay English and Laura English Thurman. Each employee goes through a complete extensive maid servicing training, screened by national background checks and bonded. You'll always receive excellent service from people you can trust. Look them up at EnglishMaids.biz. That's EnglishMaids.biz. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Mosley Show. I love talking to podcasters, golf coaches, and this guy does both. Mike McGraw joining us, Baylor men's golf coach. And Mike, you know how excited I get at the beginning of these seasons. I know you, you're kind of, you know, watching. You're not going to put too much pressure on your guys, but uh, I got that's kind of a fun way to start the season out there at the uh, uh, Valero Texas Collegiate with uh, the native from uh, the San Antonio native Johnny Kiefer coming out strong. Uh, Mike, welcome back to the uh, the Mosley Show. We're happy to have you. Thank you, Matt. You know, I always love being on this show. You guys do a great job, and, and uh, it's it must be good if you've got me on here because you don't want to talk about bad stuff. No, I, you know, it's uh, five o'clock's very important hour to the show, and you are a featured guest as always. But I, uh, I like watching, I mean, Johnny Kiefer, you know, by his standards, he was down at times last year. Uh, he had the, uh, had to get his equipment going the right way, and you get him back for another year. Um, that had to be a great sign to see, and you always know he's going to be good. But to see him up there almost getting that first place where he would get to play in that PGA, that Valero Open, but he, he tied for first, and then um, they had, I guess, a three-way playoff. But uh, that's, a, that's a fun way to start the season with Johnny Kiefer, a, a popular name in college golf, at the top of a leaderboard. Well, it is for this coach of Johnny Kiefer because when he's playing well, we generally have a good opportunity to play well. But, you know, when COVID hit back in March of 2020, I went to all three players who were uh, freshmen that year, and that was Johnny Kiefer, Luke Dossie, and Tyler Eisenhardt. And I said, do you think you want to take advantage of the COVID fifth year? And all three said they did, and all three are back. 
and it was really neat to see both Johnny, who tied for first, and Luke, who play, uh, placed tenth in this tournament, you know, come back and play well when we need them. It's great. Johnny's always had plenty of distance. He's he's creative around the greens. I mean, I is is was was everything kind of working for him. I mean, this uh, I would imagine you encountered some heat. Uh, he I've I've never known the man to be. Uh, he seems to be in in great uh, conditioning. Um, what was the what was the course playing like, and, and what just um, where was he where was he kind of sharpest with his game, or was it kind of just overall? Well, actually, this is going to sound crazy, but he didn't really have a great ball striking week at all. He didn't hit the ball like we're accustomed to seeing Johnny hit it. He was very good uh, around the greens. Obviously, at times he made some great putts that he needed to make to keep around going. Didn't really the first and third round he did not hit the ball well. He only hit nine greens in regulation yesterday and shot even par, which on a PGA Tour golf course that's pretty tough to do. The rough was really really tough this week. The ball went all the way to the bottom. The chipping was virtually impossible to to control, and you would guess working the whole way. So I would say the best thing he did this week was compete. I mean, because he didn't have his full game with him. That's for sure. All right, and what kind of uh, – who are you fa- – I mean, I see some of the, you know, TCU, Vanderbilt. I mean, these are some top teams. Oklahoma has put up great scores in the past. Uh, competition level, what was this – what was it like? Was it kind of the way you want to start out, some uh, pretty strong players that were uh, were entered in this event? Yes. I mean, you had the number one ranked amateur in the entire world, uh, Gordon Sargent from Vanderbilt. And – the truth is Vanderbilt has the best team in the in the country. It's not even close. They're truly an outstanding team. All five of their players uh, have been All-American or College Players of the Year or um, low amateur in the Masters. I mean, they, their accolades are unbelievable. So to go toe-to-toe with them and literally with six holes to play, we were within a shot of the lead. It, it will do a lot for this team, I believe. So this this field had plenty, probably five teams that will be in the top 15 in the country uh, throughout the year So and great individuals. So this was a great field, a great way to start the year, and I'm really, really proud of the way the guys stepped up. All right, Luke Dossie, uh fourth career top 10 finish, tied for 10th. And you know, one of the great things about him has always been just kind of keeps it in the fairway, um, and, 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 you know, not always the flashiest guy, but, but uh, someone who's kind of workmanlike, gets it around. And I, that's, that's got to be kind of neat to see him as sharp as he was early, early in the season. Where's Luke's game right now? And, and uh, were you obviously pretty pleased with how he finished? I am, and this is probably the first year that Luke's been completely healthy. No back issue, no issues whatsoever. He feels really strong right now, and what Luke does best is is play steady golf. He has an amazing putting stroke, and it showed this week. He he putted the ball beautifully. He gained, I don't know how many strokes, but he gained on the greens for sure, and uh, he's just such a steady, calming influence on the golf course, and he may be the best competitor I know this may be a pretty strong statement, but he's one of the best competitors I've ever coached as far as just in the moment, in the arena. Uh, probably you'd find 
it'd be hard to find a player who competes any better than he does. Uh, he is challenged. He's not as long off the tee as some of those guys. And, you know, some of the things he has to overcome, he does it with competitiveness. Who'd you find yourself spending the most time with out there? Talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor golf coach. I know you kind of split it up. Uh, you, uh, you have a new uh, have a new assistant with you. Um, what, what is the? How did you kind of uh, divide it up a little bit? And was there any certain player that you felt like? Uh, I guess Jonas is one of your younger players on the on the uh, in this starting lineup. And Davis was out there playing as well, the freshman. How did you kind of divide that up? And was there anybody that you decided, hey, I need to kind of stick with this guy quite a bit? I actually went with Jonas. From the first hole to the 54th hole, I decided he hadn't played in the lineup in a stroke play tournament in the last, you know, he didn't play as a freshman in the lineup in a stroke play tournament. This was his first time to do that. And, you know, he actually came off injury. He had a surgery in early August, and we we weren't sure if he was going to be able to even try to compete to play in this tournament. And he played really good golf to, to qualify. And I thought, I want to see what he looks like. We haven't seen him in a tournament for Baylor. And um, he had two really solid rounds, really good rounds. Yesterday could have been six or seven under par pretty easy. Struggled a little bit coming down the stretch, which is okay. But I spent my whole time with him, and, and this week, actually, my new assistant, Jeremy Alcorn, went with uh, Trey Bosco pretty much the whole tournament. So um, occasionally, I mean, after I finish a round, I would go back and watch some players play the last two or three holes. But, yeah, I spent most of my time with, with Joe, uh, Jonas this week, and I enjoyed every minute of it. How Jeremy? How was Jeremy out there? How was the? Uh, how was that pairing working? Getting out there in competition and and uh, you guys kind of working, communicating. What was it um, like to to see him with the guys? The former. I think the, it's the great. Former Baylor, great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's a Baylor All American golfer, and he's absolutely thrilled to be here. I, I don't know of anybody on staff in the athletic department that's more of a Baylor Bear than, than he is. He's just truly uh, green and gold to the core. And his his uh, demeanor on the golf course is really quite amazing. He's just an, um, an old country boy from Brownwood, Texas. He's not going to take that out of him. That's always going to be there. But he's a calming influence, I believe. He's also very disciplined. You know, he's, he's a, a pretty structured guy in the way he approaches it. Really smart, high golf IQ. I think the guys, as time goes by, are going to learn to trust him every bit as much as they did Mikel Andreessen before. So I'm really glad to have him on the trip. He's doing a great job. We love having him. Will he put a pair of shorts on, or does he kind of? Is that your thing? You know, your staff's gonna gonna stay in those uh, in those pants. No, he's a shorts guy. I'm I'm the only one that. That's pretty much in college. God was the only one in San Antonio this week in a pair of slacks, <laughs> and and proud of it. What about the? Uh, yeah, I thought I saw the long shirt as well. Kind of like to keep the sun off. Maybe you went with the long sleeve uh, tee underneath the golf shirt. Is that is that correct? Did I see that right? I I wear those uh, sleeves, those sun sleeves that just protect your arms. I've got. Yeah. I wish I'd done it thirty years ago, but I didn't know any better. <laughs> talking to mike mcgraw baylor golf coach okay closing out the group there uh zach and and trey um look like trey closed out with uh obviously a round he'd like to have back with a with a 77 but 
you know, as you kind of start to settle in on a group you're going to send out, um, even even thinking about Davis, like what were what was Zach, Zach and Trey and and uh, Davis? What did, what did you kind of learn about them? And and uh, is it just going to be a deal with those guys? You just you're going to have to have that consistency because obviously you need that you need that uh, that you know third and fourth scores to to be there. I mean, you're uh, obviously right now. It looks like you've got some really good at the top. What did you notice about those guys? Well, they know that making this team is not going to be easy. We've got some guys sitting at home right now that are pretty good players, so really good players. So, you know, they they probably feel a little bit of pressure to play well in the events, which I actually applaud. I think it's great. You should feel pressure. We're mm-hmm. in a, a competitive situation, so feel it and do something with it. But Zach really started off poorly the first round, and, and he had one of the best final 36-hole totals of anybody in the tournament. You know, he was top five or six as far as the – last 36 holes um let's see trey you know he he actually the first two rounds could have shot under par easily in both rounds had a one bad swing in each round that cost him a double one round a triple the other and he didn't putt like trey normally putts trey is a wonderful putter so he had a, a, a struggling week on the greens and then davis was really nice to see a freshman come in and uh, his second round was even par on a PGA Tour course, so really nice to see that Davis has that in him. And um, But anyway, so you learn a lot. You learn a little bit more every time we go out, and uh, pretty much the same five are going to Olympia Fields tomorrow that play that Davis won't be going because we don't have an individual at that tournament. All right, Olympia Fields, and um, that's kind of always a fun one. That's um, I assume you're playing at that same course you usually do what what kind of what kind of field will uh will you face there and and uh i mean that's kind of cool at the first of the year like this to play and then turn around and go on a go on a uh another road trip um what do you what do you kind of expect from uh who you're going to face at olympia fields there well this will be uh, even a better field than we saw in san antonio uh, it will be the best field we see until we go to the ncaa championship it wow. will have it's got everybody you want there that's a great team blue blood programs just really really great uh, in fact the host school illinois is one of the best schools you know in all of college golf one of the best teams so it's a great place on a great golf course that i love and it's one of my favorite golf courses in the world and i, I just love the way we're treated up there it's big boy golf they've got big big trees and tons of lush green rough that it's hard to play out of and so I would say this experience, if you're paying attention as a young player, you're going to get better. What is it that has attracted you to this place, you know, over the years? Um, I'm just looking at, I was trying to remember what all the, you know, uh, tournaments it's hosted over the years. But what uh, what kind of captured your imagination uh, about this particular course? Well, the, first of all, it's a great field i mean you're going to go in a cow pasture i would be great if we had 10 top 10 teams in a cow pasture i would love it but but this just happens to be great a great field on a u.s open golf course and they they play a pga tour event there every year the bmw which you know is is was played about three weeks ago so yeah. it's like this golf this golf course is everything you want it's got everything it, it challenges you off the tee. It challenges you with the approach shots, and the greens are sloping, and they are fast. So, And there's a lot of rough. 
So, you know, and I, honestly, this plays right into Luke Dossie's hands. He's a straight driver of the golf ball, so he'll be playing from the fairway as often or more often than anyone. He's a wonderful putter, and he did finish 10th here last year, so he's he's got a great feel about a return there. And Johnny's coming off a victory, so or tied for first. So I, I think it's just a great place to go compete in a golf tournament. And if the Tour Pros, if it's good enough for the PGA Tour players every year, probably good enough for us college players. Yeah. Well, and I like when these things start getting on TV because I, I don't want to see what y'all are up to when you go to these far-flung locations. And speaking of something that just happened three weeks ago, how amazing was it to see Victor Hovland, somebody you recruited and have known so well over the years, just kind of – I mean, it's always fun when one of those great players like Victor, he's already unbelievable, but kind of put it together and get on one of those streaks – and it, it doesn't happen that often that you see somebody over about a four-week span just dominate everybody. And he did it, and he was gracious as always, but he wins the FedEx. I think that's $18 million uh, to win that FedEx and, and of course, the, uh, uh, the championship there that he, that he won at the end. But um, that had to be kind of neat for you always to watch him and others that you know, but especially some guy, somebody – that you have so much respect for and seemingly such a genuine person. Yeah, total respect for Victor Hovland. And I feel that when he wins majors, and he will, I think he'll be as popular as Arnold Palmer. And I'm a big Arnold Palmer fan, but he is just so genuine, just like Mr. Palmer was. Just genuine, look a fan right in the eye, smile, make eye contact with him, uh, and, and genuinely, you know, get down and be kind to them. He doesn't think he's anything special because he's been gifted with this great talent to play. Uh, he loves the game. He's uh, very, very, uh, his attitude is just so welcoming. Uh, he's going to be a very, very popular player in the game for a long time. You Have you been to his place in Stillwater? I mean, I, I, I would I, assume he's got a, a fairly nice place there. Yeah, I, I bet he still sleeps on the couch. He doesn't know where his trophies are. He probably has no idea how much money he has. He's the most under uh, – under. Uh, he does not self-promote, I will tell you that. Not a huge maybe social media guy or anything like that. But uh, No, his, Victor... his, name is, his nickname is Twitterless Victor. He doesn't have a Twitter, Twitter account. <laughs> I bet you wouldn't mind your players being Twitterless. Um, uh, but, uh, more Victor, I would love to hear, uh, cause I, I, I love that better than you left it. I, I, I like the, uh, I love your podcast that you generally tape every, is it Tuesday? What do you, what is your, Monday. or Monday Mondays? Monday. Yeah. That's yeah. your taping day. Have you had Victor on? I have December of 2020. You might go back. There was one of the early ones, maybe the 10th or 15th podcast that I had probably. So I can find that on Spotify or wherever I can find your yep. podcast and go back and find you and Victor talking about stuff. How cool is that? And um, He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just everything about him. I mean, you can just tell. You know, sometimes you see those guys smile and you're like, eh, I don't know. Is that guy really genuine? And there's just something about his countenance, his demeanor that makes you think this guy seems, you know, he's the real deal. So but very cool that a lot of those guys you've been around. And, and it was good to see Ricky, by the way. 
Um, another guy you know really well, get on a roll this year and get back to where he belonged. You knew the talent would always win out and come back. And now, of course, the Ryder Cup uh, is uh, is coming up. By the way, did, where were where'd you stand on the Justin Thomas? I'm sure you got to know Justin on the recruiting trail and all that. Did um, did that? I mean, there were guys that were more deserving in the sense that they played a lot better than him, than him this year. But he's known as a great teammate, great locker room guy, and he's played really well at the Ryder Cup. Were you? Did you think that was the right move, or were you kind of thinking, "Hey, they should get one of these guys that is actually playing a lot better than him"? Well. That's you have to decide, you know, I mean, a lot of people want the guys that they think are playing hot right now. Uh, I could, I have a hard time criticizing a coach's pick because I have to make them all the time. So it's very difficult for me to criticize what Zach Johnson did. And it's hard to argue against one of the best Ryder cup and president cup records in history. The guy has just been dominating in that format. So I think, he'll probably gain a great amount of confidence and a, a shot in the arm knowing that Zach Johnson trusted in him. So I'm not going to question the, the pick. I hope Zach, or hope JT wins every match. All right. I'd like to see you go over there for that, over there to, uh, over there to Rome. That'd be, uh, I think you would really enjoy that experience. Uh, uh, Mike, always fun and uh, safe travels, Olympia fields. And boy, you're right. I was just uh, refreshing my memory here. That thing's hosted just about everything uh, in terms of, uh, golly, the USM, the US Open. I mean, just so many yep. uh, PGA Championship, uh, the, the AM, of course. That, yeah, pretty pretty amazing history. And I, that's got to be neat to, though, for your guys to, because you have a huge appreciation for history. And I bet some of those guys enjoy your stories and hearing all that. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're on a bus. <laughs> they they don't have any cho- other choice, do they? You know, it's a captive audience, and and I've got that going for me right there for sure. <laughs> All right, Mike. Great to visit. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. We'll see you. Bye bye. You bet, Mike McGraw. Great coach, great friend, and um, always fun to catch up with him. There's uh, he was talking about those players sitting at home that. You know, if there's anybody that's struggling this year, I think they have a new player from Mexico. I think there's an international player that's joined the team that I was kind of excited about. They've they've brought in some premium talent. So, and then they got young Davis doing his thing. But you know, you have to you have to keep earning it week after week. And if you don't, they've got some young guys that they've recruited. But um, that is really. Good news that Johnny Kiefer has reemerged, it seemingly as a force in in uh, in the country, and he's Baylor's best player, has been for I don't know five or six years now, and uh, he was not messing around at TPC San Antonio, and he didn't even strike the ball well, uh, didn't strike the ball that well, and still finished first, and then lost in a playoff. That is some that's a force to be reckoned with right there. All right, see. So, uh, Matt Mosley, show ESPN Central Texas. Uh, we will do the dismount. We'll do that next. 
The Bears are home again at McLean Stadium this Saturday morning, hosting the Long Island Sharks on Family Weekend. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Touchdown Alley. 11 a.m. kickoff for Game 3 of the season. Join John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play all season long. It's the Bears and the Sharks this Saturday, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center. 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cnccollisioncenter.com and find them on Facebook. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB 106271E. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. 
In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we are having to say goodnight. I mean, we're going to take you right into Rangers coverage this evening. And, of course, the Baylor Coaches Show will be tomorrow night. Rudy's. Old Dave Aranda appears on most of those. And then you get to hear, man, Ryan McGuire's on sometimes. Um, you know, Michelle Leonard some of the fall sports that we're kind of excited about. And, uh, and of course, uh, John Morris is out there kind of leading that effort. You can be a part of that and go out there and watch that. And it's a, uh, those are, those are uh, fun times. Now, the Rangers tonight are going to send Scherzer out there. And I, most nights, that's a good thing. Last time out, that was not a good thing. And he went out against Verlander and just, you know, it didn't work. And he got kind of – so this will be this will be a great situation. Now, uh, RYU, um, Rue, um, for the left-handed pitcher, is going for the Blue Jays. The Rangers and the Blue Jays are fighting it out for – along with Seattle for a wild-card spot. The Toronto is 80-64. and 64. Rangers are 79 and 64. I mean, they are right there together. And I told you, Aaron, about the um, the Rangers tonight. I'm still trying to figure out why this is their lineup. There's Grossman is playing right field. That's fine. Adolis is out. He's going to be back in about a week, so they should be good there. But they're 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 hitting Grossman third tonight. This has to be because there's a left-hander. Uh, Garver's DHing and hitting fourth. Jonah Heim is is catching, hitting fifth, and they got uh, Nate Lowe hitting sixth and playing first base. Now Nate Lowe's a left-hander, you know, left-handed hitter, and this is a left-handed pitcher, but still he almost always hits third. So I'm um, I'm not totally sure what Bochy's up to. By the way, making his major league debut is Ornelas for the Rangers playing third base. And um, Aaron, our man Ornelas, Jonathan Ornelas. Remember when he came up recently, Aaron? We commented on it, and then I've kind of forgotten about him. Um, He's making his first start. He has had an at-bat, so I can't really say it's his major league debut because he's 0 for 1, um, but he's making his first start. 
as a major leaguer. 2018, I always like to look this up, Aaron, because I'm fascinated with where all these guys start their careers. He was a 2018 third-round pick, overall pick number 91 for the Rangers, and he hails from uh, Kellis uh, High School out there in Glendale, Arizona. So right in the middle of where all uh, spring training takes place. So anyway, we'll watch him tonight. I love a I love a good debut, and I love being able to walk right off the show on a Tuesday night and then just go turn on baseball. And then if you want to, just listen to it. I mean, Eric and Matt and the whole gang, um, you can listen to it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Big show planned tomorrow. We'll be with you starting at 3 p.m. John Morris show at 2. And then Ward White's comes right at you on the press box at noon. It's a stacked lineup. Be with us tomorrow. Thank you, Aaron. Good night, everybody. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Here's your host, John.